Welcome, everybody, to episode 70 of Zelda Working Title Podcast. I'm your host, Adam, and here with me today, we've got Matt, Alex, Angel, Josh, and Kyle. What's up, guys? Hey! Hey! What's up, bitches? Hey, 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 guys. Hey! Anybody who's listening to this podcast right now that has not gone to our YouTube page, and I'm sure it's a lot of you, because there's not that many views. It's, It's probably none of them, because all of them... I've gone to it already because all five of them listen to the podcast and know to do so. That's well, I didn't even know we had a YouTube. Anyway, page, yeah. So. See, look at Josh is a fucking idiot. Well, Josh doesn't he listen. Can't he figure just participates. Out. And most of our podcasters are even dumber than Josh, if you can believe that. <laughs> that is true. Um, is that so any anyway, way to welcome you back? D- go to YouTube.com. Weren't you dead? Search. We have some great <laughs> PAX videos that uh, Nick and I shot, and I painstakingly edited. Uh, it took me so long to edit these videos because my computer's Lies. so shitty. Um, Longer than Adam's work? And it's amazing. You know, the first one, I've got some great interviews with the Steampunk Man. Second one, I get... Professor Gaylord. I get up close and personal with probably the hottest cosplayer there, and she was Vanille. And I, we did things afterwards. I love you, Vanille. That, uh... Basically, we, well, we exchange information. Um, right. <clears throat> Do you think Vanille's listening to this right now? I hope she is. I, well, she commented on YouTube, right? Yeah, she's probably listening to it right so she's, now. Right now. Right. And, okay, uh, as we're recording. Hey, hey, hey Noah Harned, um, he's the, only not way you can get, the only way you can get on this podcast is getting a sex change operation. No, Noah Harned, the only way you what? can get on this podcast is if you uh, set me up on a, a date with Vanille Cosplayer. Oh. Uh, or if you kill one of us. That specific one. Yes. That's a very... Just be that's uh, worthy challenge, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. That's a gauntlet, ne- man. Well, I don't know, I don't know, because, I mean, Matt has found, what, her YouTube page and her Facebook page and whatever else Really? Has, You're going to so. say that now? Going <laughs> 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 up like that? She's listening. Just edit that part out. No, don't worry about it. So, just leave so it the part where, what I know, did Matt's... is I, I found her address, and, yeah. uh... <laughs> <laughs> Matt's cyber stalking skills are, you know, above par. You know, I went, I went peeping that it's, it's I went not peeping an around. impossible task for Noah Harness. Yeah, I went peeping around, and so I, I did. I found a lot of information about her. Um, no, <laughs> basically, More like real creeping around. Like, ba- basic, her live journal. Basically, <laughs> all we need to know is that Matt. Matt's a big. He's a big perv. But but I'm Matt, what about he's uh, a big Felicia Day? I don't give a fuck about Felicia Day. Okay, she hottest gamer girl. Felicia Day. I, I'm willing to say hottest gamer girl. Uh, Vanille cosplayer. Gamer oh my girl? god. Gamer girl? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm changing it. <laughs> I gave up on Felicia Day. If you watch the videos, you can see. Yeah. Um, and he went for the Gaylord. Yeah. If anybody... Well, way to spoil it, Angel. Thanks. You can bleep that out. Yeah. God. Anyway, so, for reals, Vanilla Cosplay, if you're listening, hook, let's, let's hook up. Uh, Noah Harned, either one. If you're listening, which I know you are... Uh, make, make it happen. Make it happen for me, man. And uh, you'll you'll have a prime spot on this podcast panel. And, and, and don't just set it up either. Butter her up for him. You know, like tell her yeah. that you know he's got a big dick and like. You know, don't wait. No, no. Please don't tell. <laughs> tell him anything. Set under- up some unrealistic expectations. <laughs> His penis. He's a, he's he's a, a firefighter. He's a beast no, in bed. to make no. you come ten times. That's not true. That's and the thing is, is just I I just lay there. And my penis half hard, if you can call it that. 
I mean, there's nothing really that hard and half about hard, it. It's only 10 inches half hard. So. <laughs> yeah, but yeah that, exactly. That, in the videos, you portrayed yourself as someone who doesn't know anything about video games. So do you think someone cosplaying as a video game character could ever love someone who doesn't I could learn I'm a fast learner Matt is is a he could could play the whole like you know like teach me how to love games and then she could show it to him right right and I'm saying I'm standing there with the controller and she comes she comes around back and she's holding the controller for and then she moves her her hands down you know downstairs down south yeah Yeah. Matt and his gamer girl she's she's holding the controller to his heart Oh, she is. She's got. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh my god, that's so ultimately romantic. So anyway, so yeah, I love this. So girl. let's let's get let's get uh, move on. So yeah, I love if her. You haven't, if you haven't if you haven't watched the videos, watch them. They're good. Matt did a good job. Nick did a good job. So yeah. Did I? Yeah. All right. Did I do good? Matt, have you been playing anything recently? Uh, no, I've never played any video games. Never. Nope. Oh, okay. Well, Alex, have you been playing anything? Um. Some Bastion, some Team Fortress Two. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, I no, you know what? I did. I played Halo the other day with uh, my supposed friend, and he kept leaving in the middle of our gaming session until I just gave up and started playing music with Kyle. I left for like five minutes. Yeah, but I, it was like stop. And I only did it, it twice. It was stop and start, man. Stop and start. And then you kept uh, talking whatever. to your brother, and you wouldn't talk to me, ignoring me. That's bullshit. I was talking to you, but I, I was winning the games for us. Bullshit. So I mean, how can you really complain? And you know Shut what, up, Adam? I was Shut playing up. rock and roll music. You know what? In Adam's, you in Adam's playing defense, Halo. though, his brother is kind of pressing and annoying, and it's hard to ignore his him. His brother's so. a little bitch. <laughs> I've said it millions of times. I fucking hate his brother. You Wait, know what I just realized? Adam? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I realized the, the other day that, that my brother is the same age as most of our listeners, which is kind of weird. He's That's 11 years it. old. We need to appeal to an older Wait, brother. hold on, wait. Is your brother yeah, 11 years old, or is he a hot cosplayer? Well, I don't. I don't think I'm qualified to say that. <laughs> okay. I think you're very qualified to say that. Uh, but you okay. can't say how old maybe, your brother maybe, is. Maybe, maybe overqualified. I can't say if he's a hot cosplayer. He's 11 years old. Um, yeah. Oh, I, oh, I try to get my cousin onto us too. So he's 12. Oh, yeah? I figured he's in our <laughs> in our fan in range. In our age range, yeah. yeah. Does he like words like dick shooter? Yeah, he's fine. He's cool. Okay. He's from the Bronx. <laughs> All right, Alex. Oh, what else? Like Jenny from the That's about it. Okay, Angel. Have you been playing games? I finished Enslaved. Cool. Which actually, uh, I would actually suggest you guys play it if you it's if you just rent it or maybe like pick it up for real cheap. It's good. It's a fun game. Cool. And uh, start playing Modern Warfare Two again. Wow. With all my friends. Mm. Oh, the multiplayer thing. A COD douchebag. Yeah. yeah, I am. Are you codding yeah. it up? Yeah. Going down to Cape Cod. Cod, Cod, play some Cod. Did you play any of the? Did you download the NES games for your 3DS? Yes, I did. I started Good. playing some of them, and I realized how hard they are. You know, <laughs> speaking of Cods, I was playing Pokemon Cods, uh, Pokemon ah, Online. Yes. That's what I was playing. Good. Uh, it's fun. Although uh, oh, have I you really beaten, me, have you beaten all the trainers yet? No, but uh, me and you were talking about this. There's no way you can win some of these battles if you don't pay money Against for real the people. decks. Right. With your starter decks, you're bullshit. Like you can't win. Yeah, it's it's terrible. I'll talk about that in a second. Oh, uh, uh, speaking about Pokemon, like, you know how you, I have the app for the 3DS. Which app? The the Pokemon one, the Pokemon viewer. The Pokedex. The Pokedex. There you go. Okay. And some of these Pokemon are so dumb. The, <laughs> the, the, the 
what's the one that's made out of a crypt or a coffin? Um, there's a Pokemon made out of a fucking coffin. I know who you're talking about. It's coffin something. That sounds great. No, it's Cafagragus or something. Yeah, yeah. What? Cafagragus? Yeah. Yeah. Cafagragus. Pythagorean's theorem. It's ridiculous. Like, they really run out of ideas. Really? Button up your shirt. Well, I, I know I've said this before, but you know Bufalant, right? Like the buffalo I'll, with an afro? I, have, I haven't gotten that one yet. Or Pitov, the pigeon dog. That, that one's my favorite. I think Pitov. <laughs> I like this. I, no, the, the coffin one is ridiculous. Can we have Squirbat? It's like a squirrel bat. Next, next generation. Okay. I think yeah. it should just allow you to start mating different Pokemon together. Right. Start, there is a website, actually. Ooh, what about Snake Worm? Half snake, half worm. Or Snake <laughs> Swarm? Swarm? Swarm. Swarm. Swake. Alan Swake. Uh, is there anything else, Angel? No, that's it. Just that's okay. ridiculous. Josh, have you been playing anything? No, man. Oh, Damn. I've been working. Like, fuck you. I've been, I've been playing Let's Be a Grown-Up and Have Jobs, you dickhole. <laughs> that's boring. Yeah, I have a job, wow. and I... Don't play video games. I have games. a job too. I have four jobs. Ugh. I have one job. Are you are you yeah. raking the dough? What's up? And raking I live in life. the dough. No, I've just started a bunch of them, so I haven't like gotten into the payroll yet. Uh, hey Josh, do you do you do uh, chip tunes? You do right? Yes, I do. I, well, actually, I've been trying to get back into it. I haven't done it in a while. You totally missed an opportunity when I was making those videos. I needed chip tunes, but. Uh, yeah, I plan on, you know, and actually, you know what? I'm going to publicly make an announcement on this podcast. Oh, snap. Oh, now shit. You heard it here first. Now you, you, now you have first. to do it. I'm going to re. I'm going to submit to you guys a chiptunes version of the podcast intro theme. Good. And cool. uh, I will try to have that done um, as soon by as possible. By episode 100. By episode 100. Definitely by episode oh, and 100. And that's when I get my, uh, my caricature from uh, Nick. <laughs> Probably. And that's when I'll get we'll drawn as an owl for the the logos. Which that's never going to happen. Last year. Right. That's never going to happen. You have to be on more than three podcasts. Oh, Hey, I was a regular before. You need to have like a, like a kill streak Wait, going. Josh, are you not regular anymore? Are you having pro- problems? I guess not. I don't nice. get invited back anymore, so. Oh. I'm in pooping. You have to be invited back? Every Monday, Josh. Lies. Well, it's Tuesday now. Well, today well is it was Labor Day, so yeah. it's okay. It so we're off on Labor Day. Right. We, we well, have to, everyone needs a vacation, Angel. We fucking do this we once can't. a week. <laughs> so okay, so this Saturday, Adam, I should be getting a phone call about the topic for Monday then. No, 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 we actually don't That's know a lot the topic of until like literally two seconds before we start. Two seconds. Yeah, Adam's Josh, just Josh like Adam's time. organizational skills are impeccable. Man, you know Adam longer than all of us. You should know that he. You should know this. Yeah. Terrible yeah, but at organizing. I, I can still I can still push him. Wait, how long have you known Adam? I think you guys have actually yeah, known I me think... longer because I met I met Josh in college. Yeah, Adam, well, you, uh, well, you, you know, more time we know. Him. Yeah, uh, we we don't care about you that much to know all your like in real life. In, all his intricacies I, of, of as a human being. IRL. Yeah, we it, don't really care about that. It, in real life, if I really met Adam, I, I, I'll punch I, him in the fucking face for being a I'd Jew. I'd probably be I'd probably be in jail by now. <laughs> that's probably, that's so probably, wrong, you guys. He'd probably be he'd probably be dead. Be nice. All right, he wouldn't have an eye at least. Guys, Adam is the only thing that's what keeping me out of it. He's only I, keeping me out of jail this year. Pirates, yeah, Pirates scars are cool, dude. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. God, I miss you. I know. Uh, all right. Uh, so, Kyle, have you been playing anything? <clears throat> well, not gonna lie, I completely forgot about him. 
that's okay. Um, Sorry. You weren't speaking. I completely forgot you were there. He's looking at pictures of Asian ladies. You're still jerking <laughs> off to those pictures? Uh, no, that's later. That's for later. <laughs> yeah, you're still After lying. That's why you're that's why you've been quiet he's, for the past like ten minutes. He's gathering the best ones. I'm, think, I'm thinking about all the white oh, white guilt all over my Saving you, chest. save for later, save for later. No, you bring later. back white guilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, well it's his joke, so he can do it. Okay. But anyway, uh actually, um how many days ago was it? While you were at PAX. Last weekend? Yeah. Last weekend, um, you know, just for the hell of it, I figured I'd fire up Matt's old PS3 and hop on the PlayStation Network. And uh-huh. yes. you guys will never guess what was there when I when I hopped. Porn. Uh, Parasite Eve 2. Parasite Eve 2, that's right. Oh, what's oh, up? Ah, nice. Yes, it got released. Um, and I, I flipped my shit and <laughs> I went a little crazy. And I, I spent the $7. and I oh, it's seven bucks? How much is the first one? It's like five? Uh, seven. Wait, I'm, 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 they're five ninety nine. Oh, by the way, I did I did find it at home. I found a copy at home, but it doesn't belong to me. Oh, it's a, it's uh, okay. Parasite Eve. It's, just, it's, it's okay. Uh, that's actually quite useless. I know, but the PSN gods finally came through. Um, so I downloaded it, and I've been playing playing it pretty frequently. And he got so excited yeah. that he walked into my room and set cans of Coke on my desk. So excited that I walked into <laughs> his room and I. Set cans of coke. That's on what his he desk. fucking does. He, I will just come in my room and there's be a can of coke. I'm, like one sip taken out of it. One time a whole and you'll, bottle. You'll of coke. know. You'll know that Nick or Kyle is just excited about something. Yeah, yeah. Kyle just walks in here and does that shit. No, like he just three leaves times. you random coke. He just like, does that shit. And then I go, Kyle, will you play video games in my room? No. Why is there a can <laughs> of coke on my desk? I don't know. I don't remember. Is it mine? I was staring at the sunrise <laughs> through your fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> Only your window gets the nicest light. While you sleep. <laughs> no, but back on the subject. And I was so back on the subject sorry. of uh, Parasite Eve Two. Um, I've been playing it, and it is exactly as great as I remember it being. Um, so, is it like the first one, or did they change it a lot? Well, um, as I mentioned previously, but that was a while ago. Um, Parasite Eve One and Two are completely different. Um, in, the, okay. in the sense of gameplay. Uh, Parasite Eve 1 has sort of like turn-based um, combat system where it's like wait for your bar to charge up and then once it charges up then you can fire your gun at the enemy and you know... Uh, so it's like Final Fantasy 7 type. Yeah, sort of. Um, okay. As where Parasite Eve 2 is um, real-time. Uh, like a Resident Evil style combat. Um, okay, but Parasite Eve Two is interesting because it has a targeting system uh, that it uses, and also the parasite powers, as they're portrayed in this game, are a little bit different. Um, you have the ability to use like pyrokinesis or combustion or just like a bunch of different elemental moves um, that are as simple as I press this button, fire comes out of my fist. Um, okay. In a Parasite yeah. movie, who would play the main character? Now, Naga. There was Naga a Parasite Saga. movie. <laughs> she would, uh, uh, oh, there was, but Parasite 2 movie. Yeah, uh, there's a shower scene. So who would star in that shower scene? Uh, Nao Nawasaga. Would she dye her hair blonde or just keep it natural? She'd dye it blonde. What about her pubes? Uh, those would stay. Those would stay purple. Stay black as night. Black as night. Um, 
Yeah, there's a there's a pre-rendered shower like black scene. Black as heroin. Brightest day. <laughs> Brightest day, black as pubes. Green lantern. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Kyle. Whatever, it's cool. You guys don't care about... Where's the, the pube cast, okay? God. <laughs> Parasite 2 pioneered um, the year 2000. World's I'm first... Just saying, yeah. Pioneered pubes. <laughs> pioneered pubes. It was the first game with pubes in it. They they can render each millions of pubes on Pre, Pre-render. Each Pre, of these pubes. Yeah. This is a grade <laughs> of pubes. pubes. <laughs> yeah. One. It is comprised of 64 different hairs. Anyway, hair. Kyle, you've been talking about Take this game way man. too long. Good or bad? It's it's amazing. Buy it. All right, I'm, I, I'm actually going to try to pick those up because I always wanted to play those. Wait, the pubes or the game? It's difficult, Both. though. I'll warn you, Both. it's it's pretty difficult. I've died. Right. There's died like a new time. game plus, though, right? Huh? There's like a new game. Like once you beat the game, you can get all the like basically have okay, your now, powerful stuff. Okay, now how is that going to make it easier if it's after I beat the game? No, no. I mean, there's a reason to play the game again. I, oh yeah, I don't remember. I to dominate everything, basically. I mean, I imagine there is, but I haven't beaten the game in a really long time. Oh okay. Um, but I, I probably will be able to tell you like next week. <clears throat> okay. Stay tuned. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, I have been playing. I did play a little bit of Pokemon Blue. Nice. Uh, but the battery inside the cartridge is dead, so like. Oh, you can't save. Uh, no, I, so I like saved it, of... and then like the the power went out, and I fucking lost my save file. So like all of your game batteries are dead, aren't they? I suppose because so. like they're really old. So you can uh, never turn off your Game Boy. Link's Awakening was dead too, right? Yeah. Well, there actually there are forums on like performing surgeries and replacing the ba- <laughs> <laughs> replacing the battery inside the cartridge. Like it is possible. You need to have steady steady hands. Yeah. Right. So. Well, how about what kind of battery do they use? Oh, well, never mind. They're just like uh, little watch double batteries. A's. See? Yeah, like no, <laughs> yeah, double. No, no. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Z battery. It uses five D batteries. Yeah, it, one of those big ass ones that like, you hook up to your car. You actually need a car battery, <laughs> bigger than the Game Boy itself. Those... It's one of those batteries you hook up to your car. Yeah, one of those a big nine ass <laughs> Who uses those anymore? Yeah. I used to lick those. Oh, how cool! <laughs> car batteries. No, yeah, no, I used to drink that. <laughs> All right. Well, I've been playing some no Pokemon cards online. <laughs> I care. And that's all that matters because I'm the host. So Josh, shut up. You are the host. Thank you. Uh, Pokemon cards online. It's fun, like Matt said, but there is no way to play like friends directly yet because it's still in beta. So hopefully that'll get up soon. And then it is pretty much impossible to beat somebody who has actual cards because like you can go out buy the physical cards and then uh, redeem a code online to get those cards in like the virtual game so if you try and you don't buy cards just be prepared to lose um <clears throat> played some halo reach with matt kicked some ass played some brawl uh oracle of seasons and then i got my 3ds nes games and i've been playing some metroid and that's fun that's the original? hard yeah the original get a job it is hard it's hard. <laughs> I wish. I, I, I play my money. games at my job. Ah, well, there you go. Yeah, I've been playing Ocarina of Time good at, thinking. at my job. Good oh, time. nice. You gotten any uh, Street Pass friends at your job? No, no, no one's. Uh, in, I'm in like the middle of nowhere, so like. That's too bad. There's no one up there. I always leave it on, hopefully, for one. How far are you in right. Metroid, Adam? Uh, not very far. I got the missiles, which is like the second thing you get, and then I got an energy tank. And I don't really it? know where to go. Yeah, that's it. I don't know where to go. I. 
think it feels like I've gone everywhere I can, but I guess no, you probably haven't. Some place I haven't. You, so you, you didn't get the long cannon yet? Nope. Well then, stay in Brimstar. All right. <clears throat> Are the planets divided by the levels, or is like the elevators? Yeah. Okay. Um. Gotcha. You, you you need the ice cannon also because then it makes life easier. Yeah, I'm Otherwise, glad you took I, such I, a dramatic pause for that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, need, um, you need the fucking the ice, ice cannon, cannon, dude. Get an ice cannon. Fucking ice. It's been a while since I played cannon. that. An ice cannon. It's been a long time since I played that game. So all your I have never ice played it, but now I have. Good for you. Metroid, I see. Okay, Adam's News Hour. Um, gaming releases, we got actually a lot. Uh, PS3 got Mortal Kombat Arcade Collection, Madden NFL 12, which of course came out for everything else, Disgaea 4, Dead Island, Resistance 3, Blood Rain Betrayal, and then I'm not sure if White Knight Chronicles 2 came out. I've seen that it's out, but I've also seen that it's coming out later in September, so I'm not sure. Uh, 360 got Madden, Mortal Kombat, Dead Island, and Rise of Nightmares, which is an interesting-looking Connect game. Uh, it's suck, a, though. It probably, but it's uh, it's the new. concept is interesting. But did yeah, you see it's, the, it's the a, Mega 64 video? They or, about that. Yeah, I think they just put it up online today, but it was at they showed it at PAX. So it's really funny. I have not seen it. It's funny. Uh, but it's it's a horror Connect game, and it's rated M. So For that's. Mature. For mature, yeah. So, so none of you guys can buy that, so don't worry yeah, about for, it. For right. Milf. So why am I even saying it? Wait, MILF? Uh, Gamer Girls? <laughs> it's rated M for MILF. With Connect. It's rated M for MILF. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Madden came out for PSP, PS2, and Wii. Woo! 3DS Whatever. got all of the NES games. Uh, PC got Mortal Kombat and Dead Island. Upcoming games, we've got... Star Fox 64 3D on September 9th, so that's later this week, which is Holy awesome. Holy shit, I gotta get that. I know, same here. Uh, September 13th is God of War Origins for PS3. September 19th is Kirby Mass Attack for DS. September 20th is Resident Evil 4 HD for PS3. Burnout Crash for PS3 and 360. Gears of War 3 for 360. And Child of Eden is coming out on PS3. September 27th is Ico and Shadow of Colossus oh, Collection. Yes. Gonna be awesome. Really? September 27th? Yeah. Yep. Holy fuck. I know. Yeah, I September's gonna be a good I, month. I, like, I flip the shit. Uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica XHD for PS3 and 360. Resident Evil 4 HD for 360. And September 30th is a lot of stuff. Tomb Raider for PC, 360, PS3. Uh, White Knight Chronicles 2, maybe, if it's not already out. Jurassic Park The Game for PC and Mac. Okobu for PS3, Castlevania Harmony of Despair for PS3, FIFA 12 for everything, PS3, PC, iPad, iPhone, PS2, PSP, and Wii, and Wait, I'm guessing sure 360 as well. Are you sure that is coming out? That's what it said. Because it's not on here. On where? On Gamefly. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, You mentioned X-Men on... Destiny, right? No, but that's coming out the 30th as well, right? 27th. Ah, okay. Uh, Cooking Mama 4 for 3DS, Pixel Junk Side Scroller for PS3, and Zelda Four Swords for DSi and 3DS on the eShop. So that's all of the releases. Uh, not too much gaming news this past week. Um, Dragon Quest Nine or Ten is coming to the Wii and Wii U as an online RPG. It was announced back in 2008. 
but it hasn't come out yet, so now they just re-announced it, and they're saying that, you know, since it's for Wii U, it's probably going to be coming out in 2012. Um, Sony, according to a French gaming site called Gamma Live, uh, the PS Vita is going to be out in Japan on November 12th and North America before March 30th. Wow, <clears throat> that big of a time difference. Mm-hmm. Maybe, if it's true. Uh, Microsoft... There's a Japanese poster that says the 360 version of Battlefield 3 is going to be coming on two discs. Uh, that's kind of understandable since the PS3 ones are much bigger, but they did just make the new format of the discs. Yeah, so but it's a, it didn't. It doesn't. Add it didn't that increase much. it that much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ryan Payton, the Halo creative director, is leaving Halo 4 and 343 Industries. No. <laughs> I know, right? No. You're making a Halo 4. Yes. Josh, get no. with the times. They're making a Halo 4, it's 5, already and out. 6. We all what? have it. Fuck you. Yeah, they, they announced 4, we, 5, and we 6. We live in the year New trilogy called the Reclaimer Trilogy. What's Halo? <laughs> Kyle, get with the um, times. Halo came out Alex. on 9-11. It's the best game. Oh, Alex. Give me a break. Come on. There's not going to be any DLC for Bastion. Sorry. So who cares? Aw. Aw. Um... Dead Island got released on Steam, and apparently the Steam version is very, very buggy. But they're going to be releasing, going to be releasing a patch soon. So there you Steam. go. Steam, I should get on Steam. Yeah, you should. We've got a lot of free stuff out now, which is all I have. It's a lot easier to handle. Than what? I mean, if you get a new, if you get a new computer, <laughs> um, ah. you know you don't have to install. You know, it automatically downloads. All I want shit. a new computer. I I just recently oh. dropped my laptop. Which was oh, shit. Oh, is it a MacBook? Good. Yep. Ooh. How much damage did you do? Uh, I bent the top right corner of the screen, and Ooh. I bent the disk drive, like the bottom right corner, I guess. But I was able to like use pliers to sort of pry it apart. Yeah, because I you're stepped way, on your way out of Apple Care, right? What? I. You're way out of Apple Care. Yeah, I'm way. My MacBook Pro is old, so. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. What were you saying? I stepped on my MacBook and uh, oh. and broke the strip. Kyle just handed me a bottle of Jack Daniels. Nice. That's Beer what friends cast. are for. Do it's I drink play a podcast game? Original time. Friends don't so <coughs> heroin. Podcast. This is sober. more than you said was in here. If there is, just let me have the rest. Uh, Josh, sure. guess what? Drink this straight. They're coming out with a yeah, uh, man, Mama Shiba game. A what game? A Mama Shiba game. They're coming out with a Mama Shiba game. That's what I said. Get the hell out of here. No, it's true. <laughs> you lie. All right. Uh, Can you get me I am telling the truth. Come Come All right. Uh, Alex, this was your idea. We're going to be talking about game stories. Oh, wait, one second. Some such um, folly. Did you mention the... Wait, did you ever mention the, three, uh, the DDS, uh, 3DS uh, uh, conference they're having before TGS? Oh, I think... Did I mention it last week? I don't remember. I don't think so. I might have. Okay, no, no, so they're, they're... The news was that they're actually going to have like a live stream oh, really? for 3DS, yeah, of the uh, of whatever they're announcing that's new. That's coming and like, out. The, the invitations they sent out in Japanese said something to the effect of like new product or new service. So that may feed the rumor that they're coming out with an entirely new 3DS oh, yeah. system. So fucking mad. I yeah. knew it was going to happen. We'll see. Uh, how many, Adam how, said how, there wasn't going to be. <laughs> right, Adam? Uh, yes. Did I? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you no, did. No, no. Yeah, no, you, I said think... it, you said it was. 
And I and I agreed because like the fact that they're losing money and the price drop, I was like, there's no way they're coming out with something so soon. I don't know. We'll or see. Or in a year or so. How far away is it? Just like a few weeks? TGS, I think, is in a couple of weeks. All right. So we'll find end, out soon. I think near the end of the month or something like that. Okay. All right, Alex, tell us what you want to talk about. I want You wanted people to ask about topics, so I came up with a topic. Yes. Now, are we speaking specifically about like certain game narratives, or are we just talking about narratives in general? I think game narratives would be game good. Game narratives. To, um, but what I'm saying is, are you asking about specific games, or are you talking about in general? Well, let's let's talk about in general first. I mean, what kind of game stories people like? Um, you know, the evolution of, of game stories. We can talk about that. Okay. Right. Um, and you know, Adam makes such a big deal about games being art that. Um, a lot of art's driven by how the narratives are written, and unfortunately, you have people like that care so much about the Zelda timeline, for for instance. Right. Um, so it'd be interesting to know what people actually care about in a story first, I guess. Yeah. Well, you're talking about in a video game story specifically, right? Not in a story in general. Not a story in general, but let's say... Well, I, I um, think the story in general can apply. In, in general, it can. Kind of. Yeah, I think it could apply. But I guess... What 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 kind of story do you expect in a video game first, and does that also apply to um, other media? Hmm. Good question. See, well, the thing is, now I, f I feel more there. You can't get by like back in the, like the eight bit era where you can just throw out a uh, a title screen with all basically the entire story for the game, and then let the game play out. Like how you, about like, like you the now, story? Like, you need story. You need like every type of game has a type of story now, and it needs it. I feel like so. Like, what about what about uh, like the new Super Mario Brothers Wii or really any of the Mario games? Because I mean, they don't really have a story any far beyond Mario Galaxy. Bowser Bowser captures. Well, yeah, that's that's an exception. Yeah. But yeah. like, even even Galaxy Two went kind of back to the same formula. Right. Well, I feel like, so like I feel though that like out of out of the history of games like Mario is like one of those characters and one of those narratives that you know people instantly recognize and understand and there's no need to sort of really elaborate i mean we've we've grown to be used right. to like you know peach getting captured and having well, to rescue I think you really can't so change also, it yeah. yeah you really can't game from that i think you want a different type of story out of a different type of game like mario there's not a lot of room for a story. You don't want to sit down and watch right. a cutscene in Mario because you want to jump on top of Mushroom Guy's heads. Right. It's not an epic adventure. Right. It's just like yeah. a sit down like and it's, you well, know, you go know, forward and You play. have also story in Super and Paper Mario, so you can't. Well, that's, that's a, true. a different type of game. Different type of game. But 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 even then though, it's not it's not that much of a deviation from the traditional narrative of like the original Mario. And it doesn't yeah. have to be. And that's that's another thing that I think is. Uh, really important about stories that not a lot of, like did you guys see that that thing i know adam did but yeah that um um one of my friends matt hudson posted on our facebook about it was like an ign article about how zelda can learn from skyrim or whatever and one of the things they're like ah get a better it's an epic it needs story. an epic story none of this princess bullshit but i think 
that is completely missing the point of like uh, you can frame a story in the same way, but what happens in between the beginning and the end is really what makes the story. Like the mm. game can ultimately be about saving Princess Zelda, but Ocarina of Time to Twilight Princess, the middle parts of those stories are as different as they can possibly be from each other. I, I also wonder about... I, I, I really appreciate stories... The, the thing I appreciate most about stories in general are are the grand themes of them. Uh, anything that has a big idea. You, you know, right. we, um, w when you watch a movie... Like, the greatest movies that people traditionally mention, something like The Godfather or Shawshank Redemption... What makes them so appealing isn't because they have complicated plots. What makes them appealing is because of these grand ideas, these great ideas that they have. Well, they they have narratives that are, you know, relatable like throughout, like no matter what culture, right? I mean, Shawshank yeah. is like freedom and confinement, right? Godfather is like loyalty and uh, sacrifice and family and, and and all that, right? And when you look at something like Zelda, I mean, I look at something like Twilight Princess, if you're just seeing um, Link saves Princess and that's it, then right. you're sort of missing the bigger themes of this game. Because and the fact game that like the that, game is almost all about Midna. Like it's, right, there is, there is practically no Zelda. In but that. not only that, I mean, okay, let's ignore about the plot for a second. The theme itself for the game like that, it has to do with stereotypes, has to do mm -hmm. with perception. In the entire game, you look at this... You, in the beginning of the game, you look at Minna differently than you do later in the game. It's the building of a relationship. Yeah. Right? It, that's a that's a big idea, and they pull it off in the game, but I think people miss it. It's it sort of... People seem to appreciate more a story of God of War, or Gears of War, or Halo. more, And, and then they sort of look at something like Zelda as, well, this thing is sort of childish. And yet they love well, Ocarina of Time. I think maybe in those examples, like comparing Twilight Princess's story to like Gears of War or God of War, like more, th there's more cutscenes, right? So more visually happens, and like I don't even you, think it's, you, but you, this sort this sort of shows. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying you know one is better than the other. No, but, but it, this, sort, that's, this sort of that's shows the, the maturity people, gamers, right? This sort of well, shows sure. more, like how how if somebody was to tell me that Halo has the <clears> deepest story, I'm sure Halo has a deep story to a degree. Right, but like you're, so if you were to tell me, um, like uh, Modern Warfare Two has a deep story because people die in it, and that's right. war. Alex. Before we go any further, I feel like maybe we should take a poll um, mm -hmm. for each podcaster. Which game do we feel has the deepest? No, war we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll get to that. All right, fine. <clears throat> but, but you know, I, it, it yeah. I, I think like um. This is sort of like the Final Fantasy VI versus Final Fantasy VII, um, the story debate also, where you have a story like Final Fantasy VI, which it, it has two-dimensional sprites, but the story is really well told. It, it's mm. logical, it makes sense, has these grandiose themes, it's it's long and epic. And you compare it to Seven, which is sort of, it's relatable because there's a the, the protagonist is this little kid that's sort of confused, but it's not really... It doesn't really make much sense. Right, and it's like, not... It's also... It takes itself way more seriously. Like, it takes the cheesy, stupid parts of the story way more seriously. And yeah. it, it... Like, the whole time Final Fantasy VII, you're playing it, 
you just have this feeling that the people who made it thought it was the greatest game. Got, thought they had written the greatest story of all time. Um, but I, I think there's another another difference between Final Fantasy VI and Final Fantasy VII is this obsession with modern games have to be cinematic. Yeah, Which Adam you, talked Matt. about more cutscenes. And it's the dumbest thing. Like, you know, when you're... Why would you play a game that's cinematic? That's... Not right. what you want to play. Yeah, that's not true. But but you know what though? Ultimately, I I feel like that's where it's trending because right. uh, because like that is, I mean, it, it's one step above going to the movie theaters in the in the fact that you can interact with it. And so this is where like exactly. going back to to Alex, you were making a point about what Adam was saying about games, where games are art. I would argue that games have the potential to be art. But more more so that games are actually cinematic. No. They are sort of they I reference think, cinematic experiences. I, I wonder the, if I think popular games I, nowadays do. I wonder if it actually is getting away from the cine, cinematic aspect of it. Do you think I, so? And I, there's some Not games. Some of them. Some, right. I mean, some some are going one way and some are well, going the other. Yeah. You could see games that are more progressive than others. Um, there there's the cinematic in terms of. Yeah. I think there's fewer games that are trying to do the um, play the game and then do the cutscene. And there's more games that are trying to be you're the act, you're in the thick of the action. You're actually mm-hmm. playing within the action. A game like uh, you know everybody praises BioShock as if you were to have the number one game as um, telling not only a narrative but has a greater idea. Um, it's not just cinematic, right? You could it's you see these things. It's completely interactive. There it's, are no cutscenes. Right, just like it's yeah, half like it's, really, it's it's not so much cinematic as it's atmospheric. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not just watching things happen. You're right. you're actually having those things happen to you. Right. Which well, is a completely guess, different think, game that, or completely different thing than Final Fantasy, you know, the since or Metal seven. Gear Solid. Where you yeah, right. but yeah, right. you say that, that only happens, it only works because you're in, in first person? No. I don't think so. No, because I think, I think another... In other types of games? Yeah, another good example I think would be Mass Effect. Because you're, you're moving through the narrative as this character, as uh, Commander Shepard. I mean, Commander Shepard is you, and you are performing the actions yeah, that are going through. I, s- I still think Mass Effect is, is still... Their idea is they want to make it look like a movie. Well, but I think I think we should make a, a distinction. And, and, and I don't, when I say cinematic, I don't necessarily mean like cutscenes. I mean that it, it follows sort of the formula of cinema. Of a that, movie, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, uh, I know. You know, we have like this major like sort of story arc that we're, you know, made <clears throat> to go through. And we, we play it, but we sort of also watch it as a film. Right, mm-hmm. and even um, though a game like Zelda has a lot of cutscenes, it never feels like a movie. You never feel right. like you're playing part of a movie. Whereas, whereas I would agree with Adam, whereas like Mass four. Effect does feel like a movie that you're watching, even though you're playing through it. Yeah, exactly. So where where would you place uh, Uncharted? Because that's very often Uncharted's compared very, to a movie. Yeah, that's also very movie like. Yeah. And what about something like Limbo, or? Um... I mean, indie games are a little bit different. So a game like yeah. Limbo or a game like Braid, right? Those those are not those, those, are the those opposite feel of cinematic. Those are those games. feel more like a book to me. Because you're re- I don't because they're all written by Dean Koontz. I don't. It's <laughs> fucking Koontz. Clive Kussler. Clive Kuss. Clive Kuss. Clive 
Cussy. It's Tom Clancy's Limbo. There's an author that I saw at the at the grocery store named Carla Neggers. And uh, <laughs> that's the worst name I've ever seen. Like, how? Uh, yeah, that's... I would get, get a, a pen, pen name. I would use yeah. a pen name. Yeah, get a pen That name. is her pen name. <laughs> that's horrible. I'm just uh, But, like, there. a story. So, in terms of Mass Effect, uh, it's it's such a grand world, too, right? It's, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not just a, and it's not just its cinematic, it's not but just it's just one world. It's yeah, it's, it's multiple worlds. You you can ha- you have this entire fucking dossier you could be looking through uh, about the various cultures that go you, right. you know, of the various species and the various cultures. It's so well. It's a such a well thought out world. It's yeah. such a well thought out backdrop. I never played the um um. The obli- oh, what was it? Oblivion. Yeah, but Sky- see, and that's the Sky- thing is, that's what I was gonna bring up because I think those games are not cin- those games aren't cinematic at all. Like Oblivion, the this the feeling you get from Oblivion is similar to Half Life or Bioshock. Like you're always your character. It's not. It never feels like a movie. It's not framed in the way a movie is, and it's not, the story's not told in the way a movie is. See, yeah, but what I was trying to get at before was that. That type of experience, I don't know, can it work in, in anything else other than first person? I don't think so. Nothing like, I don't not think like so Half-Life, either. Not like Half-Life. Not like Half-Life not, 2. Not the not exact like... same way, but it's still, I mean, like I said, it still holds true. Like, Mario and Zelda, those games have cutscenes in them, They ne- but they never feel like a mo- They're not movie-like. And I don't think... But you also you also don't really feel like the character, do you? But you still you still feel like you're playing a game, I guess. It it never feels okay. cinematic. How about Dra- does Dragon Age feel movie like to you? No, I don't think so. Right? Yeah, no, it's it's very video gamey. Yeah, um, I, I haven't played the second one, but the first one I is mean, ca- f- feels like a video game. In many yeah. cases, those games are the the narrative is sort of driven by. You're you're committing the action. I mean, mm-hmm. the problem is given to you in the cinema. The the, the problem is given to you in in the cutscene to in a degree, and then you sort of move on from there. You know what to do next at that point. Also, another another thing is the actually a big. I think it, more than the problem in a game that isn't cinematic, the resolution will be your own. You kill the bad guy. You do this or that. Right, so as you're going through the game, you're the one who's influencing right. how it how it plays out. In a game out. that's more rather than cinematic. rather than right, rather than being just a bystander or somebody who just watches right. these things unfold. Well, I mean, as opposed to being like sort of a facilitator, like you get character A to point sure. B, and yeah. now this happens. As opposed mm-hmm. to like you have done this, which has influenced this outcome. Right, right. like Fallout. Like Fallout, which again, yeah. a game. Not cinematic at all. It's yeah, just right. like a so. Movie. We can agree that there is a scale of like cinematicness, and the question ultimately that we're asking here is, what do you prefer? Well, and and just what makes a good game story, but and what I, makes I don't. Well, I, I, what I, I was, think that's. I wanted to go sort of that direction yeah. in terms of what what kind of stories do you appreciate? Right. Um, I, I just guess, brought that up to say that that. Being cinematic doesn't make a story good or better. Oh yeah, definitely. So I mean, like, what kind of game stories do you guys enjoy? What What's your favorite stories in a, in a game? And and is there really a, a reason why? Do, do you have a certain preference? Uh, can I go? Can I go first? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, do it. Uh, yeah, I, I really think it's a, a game where... Like, a very character-driven game. I think games... Yes, even more yes, thank you. ...than... Movies don't always have to be character-driven, uh, <clears throat> at least in the way that video games... You they have usually to... aren't character-driven. Movies? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, no nowadays, movie. anyway, I feel like... Well, no, but I, I mean, like, even great movies, or, like, if you look at, like, 2001, that movie is not... Besides how, it's still, like... I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, char great characters have to be so present in a game, and you have to want to to interact with them, because in a movie or a book, things are always moving forward. You have to move forward. In right. a game... In Not order so to care about the story, you actually have to want to do it. You have to be like, okay, I want to help these people, or I want to... I want, you have to get yeah, into I, it. Yeah, I want this guy to, to be with me, or whatever. It's not right. inevitable. It's not... You don't have to do this. Like, especially in a game with multiple options or something. Or, you know... You can ignore a story in a game, for the most part. You can skip the cutscenes. You can not pay attention to them. You know, you that's an interesting point. Like, do you think... So... Oftentimes, a movie or a book, any most other mediums, the the protagonist often has some sort of flaw to them. Right. Um, in a video in, game, in you a, can't really do that. In a non-cinematic game, because you could you you could get you know if you play a very cinematic game, let's say for instance like Metal Gear Solid, Heavy Rain. Snake is a flawed character. Yes, thank you, yes. Kyle. Kyle. What? Yeah, Kyle said uh, heavy rain. No, he said he said heavy rain in the background. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So I, it, those, but those are written, those are very heavy, heavily cinematic games. True. A game like Half Life Two is Gordon Freeman a flawed character? You can't have flawed characters, and that's why I think the supporting characters are even more important because you can't, mm -hmm. you don't, ha even though you're with a character the entire game, you can't really make that character into something super specific. Right in in a non cinematic game. I, I think I think in those instances you're you're required to fill yourself into. I mean, so there's there's sort of like shells of characters. Yeah, in which you can you can put your own personality traits in, which is why, like, say in, uh, this is the first example that's come to mind. But like Mass Effect, you choose whether to be a dick or to be like extra helpful <laughs> to everybody. Right. I think the difference yeah. is is in a in a character. And, and when you're watching a really good protagonist in the movie, you see part of that character in you. And when you're playing a video game that's not cinematic, you're putting parts of you into the character. Exactly. Wink. Mm -hmm. hmm. um, yeah, like I think there's a trade-off there. I, I guess then my example sort of contradicts it because we talked about Mass Effect being very kind of cinematic, but it is whatever. kind of cinematic. But I mean, that... it's, it's a little bit. It's, it's try, I think Mass Effect tries bridging both gaps. In yeah. Many ways. Right. So it tries doing one thing. It, it, it tries to give you give the player the option, as well as give the cinematic along with the option. The only problem, right. like mm -hmm. I like Mass Effect. Uh, in fact, I love Mass Effect. But the the thing there is with with a choice, with those binary choices, that's pretty much be evil or be nice. It actually right. it draws so much more attention to the fact that they're that the choices are artificial. Uh huh. Uh, well, I mean, that's that's kind of a limitation on the technology right. so far. But but it's still like when you don't even think about that when you're playing a game. You you know you never think when you're playing whatever some other game. I don't know what. 
Well, I, I mean, I think you don't think about it just because, you know, like you said, they, they are pretty binary, but there are just so many choices that it's hard to see where you'll end up. Yeah. I mean, the, the choices are pretty clear, though. I mean, they're pretty good or bad. Mm-hmm. And then some of them, even, you know, different choices get you to the same place. They all get you to the same place. They have to. And that's they why all, they yeah, seem they so all artificial. They all end the same way. You just end up... The, you just end up Right, but what I'm saying points. is, like, when you're playing Halo, you never mm-hmm. think, oh, okay, what happens if I just kill Captain Johnson? I mean, you could do it for fun, but, like, what I'm saying is you would never actually think to do that. So there's there's always, a, like, a specific thing. You, you know you're not supposed to kill these guys, you know you're supposed to kill these guys. But in Mass Effect, when you're presented with the choice of, like, oh, should I... Or it was worse than, like, Star Wars, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Where the choices were always like, hey, this guy's like a farmer. Should I go and stomp on all his crops and animals? Or should I give him a million dollars? Like that's, It's like, why would, why would you even have the choice? Why would anybody do the mean thing? Mm-hmm. It was just weird. I was actually thinking, um, in terms of, I guess it's pseudo-cinematic. I mean... Or it's it's trying to not be cinematic. I guess it's trying to be cin- as cinematic as possible. But Modern Warfare Two, the entire thing about the air- the uh, the airplane scene, right? You you have the. It looks like you have a choice of doing something, like, right? But you really don't. You really have you no really choice. Yeah. You really have absolutely no choice. It makes no. I mean, you difference. can get to it without shooting anybody. No, but there's no consequence to it, right? In reality, what would you want to do? Shoot well, the. Gu- you that- want to shoot the terrorists. Yeah, I would have. I would have definitely would, wanted to kill the guys. Like that was the first thing I did, <laughs> and yeah. then and then you lose automatically. Yeah, you lose. No friendly fires ex- tolerated. Yeah, which is sort of it. It disturbs from um, in in a game that in a medium that's dependent on immersion, like the fact that you're in a first person view. Um, to be told that. Well, no, fr- no friendly fires tolerated. I want to fucking shoot these terrorists. Right, they're not good people. Well, again, that's that's another limitation on both the technology and then, I guess it's not really a limitation, but it's it's a limitation on the technology. But it, then it's also like where I think the creators less, of the game want you to go. I think and that's I mean, less we're of a limitation not, not, technology, and I think it's more of a lesser choice that the, the well, sure, but like the point them. I'm trying to make is that like we we're not at the point. Where we can do in Actu- a completely open world, uh, open choice yeah. game. Actually, no, no. What it is is if yeah. if that were a true situation, uh, being an agent undercover, you would probably need to see that mission through. Right, and, and he, he probably you wouldn't be allowed. Your mission wouldn't be to shoot them right there. It's hard to convince the, you wouldn't be infiltrated. It's hard to convince you, you that anything's at stake when you're playing a game like that. Well, I think that's that's almost like a different conversation. Like we could talk about, you know, consequences or lack thereof in video game. But do you think that has anything to do with the story? Sure, sure. If you feel like I you don't that, have, I think you don't want to do something, like that, you have to. That's not enjoyable. For for something like that, I I look at that as a weakness of the writers, right? You could write yourself mm-hmm. in a way so that you can end, you can be given multiple choices and end at the same place. You could have it that the terrorist is killed. And then you get killed with it in the crossfire. Like I, I could see a writer if a, if you have a talented enough writing staff, you can write it in a way that you can you're you're not given you're given one or two choices. You could uh, one of three or four different choices in that scenario, and have it end with with uh, end the same way for everybody. 
Or just, um, mm-hmm. or just like give an actual reason for you to do like, you you've never met this character before that you're playing as. You have no idea what he's getting himself into. So when you're like, okay, kill all these civilians, you don't have a reason to actually want to do it. And because yeah. that's not what you want no, to do yes, in real you, life. I think you, you're in the training pit. That character. All right, how are you supposed to tell? I don't even know how you're supposed to tell who what character you are in that game. To be honest. <laughs> Well, I mean, it. it <coughs> I, you know, I could be wrong. You can't really tell because this is a theoretical situation. But like, if they were to uh, write in another s- scenario or like something else you could do for that starting mission in Call of Duty, like it just seems like, you know, at what point would you be completely satisfied with the amount of choices that you can make? Like somewhere else in the game, you would probably be like, oh, well, why can't I do this? Or why can't I no, do this? No, there's a certain point where, no, I think there's a certain acceptable point that gamers understand implicitly that you can do. You know, you could, one of those choices should have been kill terrorists in front of you. <laughs> and there should have been an out for that, for that option. Right. And I mean, the you fact that you just anyway, could not do it. Why does it matter if you die? You die at the end of that mission, you yeah. die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why does it matter if you die two minutes earlier? There is no difference. Yeah, but if you don't if you don't die, then the Russians don't invade the US. No, but that's the whole point. You can have the scenario where you shoot your comrades and you die anyway. Yeah. Like you can you could have actually put up a fight against those guys. And they yeah okay so and, yeah but then they don't have the chance to kill all the, the, the civilians no no they may like still big... they may still survive and they may kill the civilians yeah but you just, just don't survive you you know you're the scapegoat anyway they leave your body there and it's like well we're gonna we're gonna leave you here anyway yeah I think you could have you very well could have written I'm not I'm saying there's other options they could have done and I think they're perfectly viable options I'm not a writer myself. But the fact that you had to go through the entire level, and then at the end you get shot, it's sort of like, well, what the fuck was the whole point of that? Right. It, well, the whole right. point is that it's a shittily written game that is just relying on shock value for that scene. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's a sim- if for a pure cinematic value, right? Right, it's... And it, sort sure. of, it sort of went over the... It was trying to be its uh, Call of Duty 4's uh, nuke scene, is what it was trying to do. Right. Which which is which actually was actually pretty well done. Or in the, I mean, that in, was actually extremely well done. well done. In the uh, new game, you just get to rape just anybody, anybody in the whole game, anytime you want. First person, full controls. It's graphic, but it's it's edgy. So, so is there is there a game? I mean, is there a At game story? A second. <laughs> what, what kind of game stories do you guys like? Do you? Do you have a particular right? So Matt Matt said he likes character driven stories. <clears throat> So, Angel, do you have a preference? I mean, I, I I love RPGs, and that's basically all character-driven. Yeah. But So do you just like that as being driven by the characters? Or do you like the adventurous, like, grand feel of it? The what? Like, most RPGs feel very big, because they're very well, yeah, long games, and like, there's a lot to do in them. And you get, like, that overarching, like, oh, you gotta save the world type deal. Right. Yeah, but, like, it's most of it, like... I do like the the char- like the character interactions and how they how they grow throughout the story or whatever. Mm-hmm. Does does the story have to make sense? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Normally, normally the story does make sense. It's not that it's it's it's. Well, I mean, when like, you get convoluted, like, like Final Fantasy VII. It's. 
But the one, my favorite game, like it, it, it makes sense the whole way through. But like I think Alex is asking, like, are there things that you know that don't make sense that you, that you can just not pay attention to and you know forgive and still like the story? Yeah, so, like, like the Zelda I'm timeline, Ocarina for of instance. Time. Right, exactly. Like, I, and I want to get around to asking so Alex, Adam this. Right. So Alex has pointed out many times that there are certain parts of Ocarina of Time that don't no, make no, no, sense. No, 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 no. Like, I'm, I'm not even talking about Ocarina of Time, but I'm talking about, let's say, so Adam, for you, you, one of the things you really want to happen is there to actually be a Zelda timeline. Right. So, you, yes. that's, I think that's specific to Zelda, for me. But what may, what, I mean, mainly, you know, like the others have said, I, I'm really about character-driven stories. But let's say... But then, well, an example of, like, timeline coming into Zelda was Wind Waker. Like, I really like that game because it related a lot to previous Zelda games in the series. And I was really excited about that to find out, like, how these pieces fit together. Right? So continuity. So, right. But what, so, uh, yeah. So why does continuity matter? I, I think that's sort of my big question here. For you. In for Zelda? You. Yeah, wh like, what, what does it add to it that the games are connected, whether or not they are connected? I think, like... For me, it's just right now. I think of it, the Zelda series, as basically a puzzle. Right, you have all these different pieces that are all different. Whether they are or aren't is a different discussion. But like in my mind, they're all separate pieces of the same puzzle, and I just want to figure out, you know, how they all go together. I mean, I mean does I that think... really add ahead, to the Alex. story, though? Well, I mean, if it forms an overarching story for the entire series, it would definitely add something. But if they just kind of, you know, plop right together, they have nothing to do with each other, and they're just, you know, they happen at different times in the storyline, then no, I guess it wouldn't add anything. I mean, I, I think with these kind of with, with these kind of story, like, character-based um, games, you, you become invested. And I think this is what happens with, with Zelda. You become invested in the characters and so you want to see continuity there you want to know that you know when the second or third or fourth even game comes out you know that your investment isn't for not like you know the characters uh there are still reference to actions or events that have happened before that still sort of resonate in the game play now uh and, and i feel like that's that and and that and that goes for anything like a TV show, film, series, whatever. Like, you know that the writers have thought this through. Well, so right? I, I bring up this I bring up this question about how much of this has to make sense because also a story like Lost. There's a lot of people that still like that show after it ended, and it made mm. no like it was obvious that um, it it was obvious like they did not plan really well how that thing was going to end. They had no idea how it was going to end. You can make yeah. the same argument about like um, Evangelion does the same exact thing. There's a group of people, there's a core group of people that think this is the deepest most intrinsic intrinsically difficult thing on earth. Like the story is so deep and yet the writers themselves have come out and said we just sort of took Christian themes and just bullshit on it. Right. <laughs> Right. I mean, I think I think you can say the same thing that Josh is saying. That, I mean, for me, uh, when I watch, say, a TV show or something like I, I watched Lost a few months ago, and you know the story, it's don't, you know it's kind of weird. I haven't, I haven't finished it. Oh, okay. But but, um, but 
I'm going to interject here real quick. I mean, I've read and heard many interviews about the fact that towards the second and third season of Lost, and, and I'll just end it here because we don't want to get a topic, you know, tangent about Lost, but that it was planned. Like, the ending, they worked backwards after, like, the second and third mm-hmm. season when stuff started to, like, suck. They were like, okay, we're going to... We set an ending for this, and then we work backwards. For That's the not end. true at all. Not true at all. Not true at all. No. That's not true at all. You yeah. can watch the That's... show, and it's very obvious they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Mm. <laughs> um, so, so like, I think the reason, maybe partially the reason that people go back like after they've watched something and say, "Oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever," it they may not actually be thinking that the story was great. It's just that they got so invested in the characters and the events that the characters do that they continue watching it all the way through. And then, yeah, they ignore the parts that don't make sense because they just really wanted to know what happens and how things get to the end. Right. And also people have a a hard time admitting when they've invested a lot of time in something that it can ever be shitty. Just like when you Uh buy something and then it ends up not being good and you just try to convince yourself for a while that it's actually good. And also, too, though, with, know with stories, I think I think that like it depends on the audience that's watching or listening, because I, I remember like, uh, and I'll talk about another TV show here uh, that sort of fell off, like Heroes. When my roommate and I watched Heroes, like he and I would have very long, drawn out discussions about like continuity and about like why certain seasons or certain parts of a season were better than others and it was and we would like ultimately figure it out ourselves but you like, watched okay, past the first season yeah we did. We, because we were like you? no because we were invested that's what it was we were like we got exactly we gotta watch it's it's, it. it's right it's hard to stop something once you've put no so it's much not time. it's really my, my easy point, i've done it with so many it, shows it, it, yeah well, my point is is that just... like how long uh, how how willing and how able are you to sit there and sort of think about think think it out like how much of the storyline or plot or depth has to be like spoon fed to the audience mm-hmm. but i don't even think it's being spoon fed there's a point that you have to realize that it it is complete you you are being bullshitted yeah right? you mean that you're making up that you're just story. you're just sort right. of making things up and it's it, mm-hmm. there really is no out for it i think I think there's also something that a lot of people don't get, like, when people watch something, like, especially with, like, critical analysis or, like, you know, classes that talk about, like, dissecting themes in literature and stuff, a lot of people don't get that that isn't present in everything, and also that a lot of it is just made up by the people who are doing it. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. they're actually made up by the people made up by the people who are doing it or who are getting it, like the readers. Yeah, the, the people viewers. who are sitting there dissecting it. Yeah, people okay. who like, are analyzing it. Are a lot of people who write, even brilliant authors who write stories that people dissect, probably put far less time thinking about some of these themes right. than the people who oh, yeah. tear it apart and and read into every single thing. And that's mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't understand. That it's like, I mean, I mean it's I fun I, to do, but it's not. It doesn't but mean I mean, it's is, that, is that necessarily a bad thing? Uh, no, it but it definitely means it doesn't it also th- also doesn't mean that it's in every single thing. Not every true, single thing has true. this deep meaning or anything. I, I think Braid is a really good example of this. Going back to video game stories, yeah, you guys play Braid, right? No, yeah, yes, a little Keep bit. Asking us yeah. that. But so there's this interpretation. One of these interpretations is that. Uh, 
everybody thinks that there, there's a quote by, <clears throat> I, I think it was by Oppenheimer or somebody who was in the, involved with yeah. the Manhattan Project, and the instant yeah. thing that everybody says is, well, the game is about the atom bomb. And then they go backwards make, from there. And, and then like, they go oh, backwards you look from at there. This. But it makes, it absolutely makes, it makes absolutely no sense taking that interpretation. Right. Like the, and it's not that they're wrong. Like, you, you can interpret things however the hell you want it to. But the strength of your interpretation is based on the evidence that you have and how much sense it makes. I wouldn't even say it's based on what the author or the creator is saying because it, it sort of, once it's put out into the ether, people are entitled to thinking about it the way they want to or, uh, or not. Um, there's right. some unfortunate consequences to that. But some things are obviously just like not very strong, and I think Braid. There's an example of Braid where it's like if you think that it's about the atom bomb just because there's a quote and you Googled it, then your analytical skills aren't very good. Like there's there's far more to it. Um, Braid in particular is an interesting example because it's not really a straight narrative. Um, it could it, it could have used an editor. Somebody could have fucking actually written a story, but yeah. it sort of seems like. A cloud of ideas, and the the central theme is sort of perceptions. You know, looking at looking at things differently from the future and the past. It plays with that time element all the time. Um, like Doctor Manhattan in Watchmen, Manhattan Project. It's about a nuclear bomb, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> fucking think but, about it, you idiot. I mean, I you know, I really appreciate. I think, like. Indie games can do it, um, y you know, you have a game like Limbo and you have a game like ba now Bastion. Like, Limbo is a great example where it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the type of story that nobody, you can't imagine a AAA game doing. Right. Right. And you also can't it, imagine a movie or a book doing a story like that because it's. You can't imagine, yeah, it's, it's Too engrossing. interactive and too visual. It's, it's too interactive, too visual. Uh, and. You know, Bastion does the same thing. It has a it has a narrator on top of it. It's a narr. It's I forgot right. what the hell that there was a term for it. But the narrator is telling is saying exactly what you're doing, and you're learning the story as you're playing the game from the narrator. Right. Like, Which I also really reminds me of that that Half Life mod, the Stanley Parable that you guys should all play. Same thing, same deal. I have to try mm -hmm. it out. And and those are you. Those are very unique to games. I, I think. They'll really be pushing how to how the narrative is actually described in the future, right? Um. So, Alex, going back to our main question, what what do you like in a game story? I like games. I I like games with big ideas, and I don't. So I don't mean. What, I don't what exactly mean, do you mean? I by don't that? mean. I I don't mean complex plots. I I mean games that have large thematic ideas about. Um, Possibly, you know, that reflects something about the person, and this is something I appreciate about in art in general, right? You listen to a piece of music, and you really think about who you are, where you are. It's a very philosophical thing to be doing. You 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 understand. Um, you may feel in this, feel about a certain way. You may think about your own situation in a certain way. You know, we mentioned. Okay, so something so something that makes you. Think a different way about something that you've already come to terms with. Not necessarily come to terms with. You know, just something something that makes you something that's reflective. But it has to. There's a couple of things. The story has to fucking make sense. I can't suspend my disbelief. You know, I, I have to believe this thing. 
I, I can't just be saying like, when you this, this shit doesn't make any sense. They have a fucking, they made a clone, but he's not really a clone, right? <laughs> or he's, well, uh, like Mel Gear Solid, so he's a cyborg ninja. All right, that's really cool, but he was dead. <laughs> he's a ghost. <laughs> He's a, a ghost, ghost, ghostly cyborg then, ninja, dead zombie. Get sort it right, of thing. damn it! He controls bees. <laughs> I, uh... <coughs> Alex, you need to play Majora's. You know, Mask. I mean, like, like unless unless it's supposed to be funny, like, like Kojima. I don't fucking know what he's doing. Oh, but <laughs> yeah. So, so, so there's a question. Like, do you do you enjoy game stories that aren't about? Like those philosophical things that are just like no, I do, of course. But like my my favorite stories are the ones that sort of make me think about these things a little bit. Okay. I don't want to okay. think about plot, yeah. complex plots. There's a point where I'm you like, wanna... this is I'm being bullshit. You know, somebody's bullshitting me. Right. I'm not going to fucking pay attention. You haven't to played this Red Dead Redemption, have you, Alex? No. There is a game that has a cinematic presentation, but it's almost used to fool you into a story that can really only be told through a game in a really strange way. It Oh, man, that game has a great story. Man has big themes, big ideas. You'd love it. I mean, you're talking about universals. You want to sort of be connected to something bigger than yourself, maybe. I mean, that's... Part you of know, it? It's definitely a big part of it. You want something that'll... You want something that leaves an impression, and one of the biggest ways for I think at at this point in my life that leaves a big impression is to have just these big thematic ideas. You, you know, you wonder about the the questions, the things that you question about the human condition or about the universe. I mean, they're really heavy fucking questions, right? Right. Now, is it asking a lot from a video game? I don't think so. Uh, you know, we talked, we just talked about a game like Limbo and Bastion, and Red Dead Redemption, you know, even Zelda. Zelda has these big ideas, and it, it it's a little disappointing that a lot of pe- I think a lot of people miss it or don't appreciate it. Right. Right. Everybody wants an epic story. They fucking don't know what an epic story is. Right. They want something that's forty hours long and Do just going to right. drag on. Alex, I have a question for you. Do you think it's uh, a responsibility of the the writers and the game developers to sort of uh, not feed it to us, but like make make those epic or, or make those large thematic ideas uh, sort of noticeable. Or do you want more intricacy? Should we like, fill it in? Like where we need to like dig it out, sort of. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to. Don't you kind of have to make it noticeable in order to? Yeah, I mean that's well, like, like should you're should about, should like, it be to- should you be should it be made blatantly? Like, I don't think anything should be made blatantly obvious. I'm just saying, like, you're talking about people missing the point of the Zelda games and missing these, like, thematic ideas. No, well, let's uh, put but it this that's, way. Yeah, that's Zel- so obvious, is there? Just it's so, yeah, that's the thing. It. It's, like, how, how much more do they have to do that in Zelda? Yeah. Right? How, how much more obvious do they have to. Because all that ends up happening is, you know, Midna is a great example of this. Everybody just. There's a group of people that just absolutely hated Midna. They sort of don't get the point that you're not supposed to like Midna. Like, she's supposed to be a jerk. That's what makes her an interesting character. You don't have to like her, but, like, to see the evolution of that character... I don't well, know how see, much more obvious you have to make it out. Like, oh, I love you. 
And I mean, how obvious the theme of the game where you, at the end of the game, when Link finally gets it, you literally see her as a different person at the end of the game when it's just like, oh, (laughs) we, oh, she was a, she was a a real person the whole time, just like me. Oh, do you get it now? Do you get it? Here it is in your face and people still don't get it. I think, you know, um, I think game developers are doing it on their end. I, I think I sort of look at game journalists not doing it on their end. They sort of, if they say it's an it's a great story or if it's a shitty story, they don't really explain what is shitty about it or what is great about it. And sometimes the great stories that people claim to be great, it's like as great as watching Transformers Two. Right. You know, I mean, thank goodness you have, um, thank goodness you have ca- uh, a company like Valve. Or you have a company like who made Mass Effect Bioware, yeah. where the stories are written so well, and people can recognize that the stories are written so well. Or you know they take the time to go through the story, so maybe at the end they can pick up a little bit of what a great story is. Like that that bra- that that um, expectation is put a little bit higher, because if all we had was the Modern Warfare twos. Or the Metal Gear Solid Fours, it, it sort of would be like, yeah. I mean, it's sort of. If those were the only stories we got from video games, it would be very boring. Or it'd be like, okay, I play it, I toss it out. That's about it, right? Right. I mean, sort Metal Gear Solid is a, is a is a series where the story things are blatantly written out for you, and it seems deep because they talk about nuclear proliferation. Like, we don't really care about nuclear proliferation. Like, if you're 16 and you're playing that fucking game and you want the end, you want the nuclear war to, nuclear wars to end. Really? You know, I, mean, I want to give an example of a bad game story is Gears of War and Gears of War 2. Where I don't know what the fuck happened in either of those games. Yeah, no, I don't, I've <laughs> actually I'd never played those for the story. I played the campaign They're only fighting because it's for fun. survival. Like, those stories are... Hold on, I'll, that's oh, a don't di- completely that different matter. But Gears of War's <laughs> story is so poorly told for the most straightforward it's, story of all time. Big Marines I think it's just aliens. that there isn't a lot of story, and that's what the third one is supposed to be. It's like filling in all of these gaps that we, you know... But there's no... Why does basically filling in the whole game. To, I don't think, to tell a shitty yeah, well. story. Like, I played... I, like, I, I beat those campaigns multiple times with both games... I have no fucking clue where any what any of the characters were doing or yeah what, they had like some real like they mapped out the tunnel system and then they blew up the tunnels but then the second game right. there were more tunnels and then something about Marcus's and then every, dad then they flood was alive and then he's dead and then he's alive again right. and then he's dead I, I don't <laughs> fucking know the game's shit but it's fun it's fun the story the story <laughs> shit right. But it's all—it's really about uh, the nuclear bomb. So, it, so uh, still fun to play, though. Kyle, do Just you have? Do you have something that you prefer in stories? Oh uh, yeah. Um. Oh, you like Shallon Grannies? <laughs> uh, Matt. Matt <laughs> hates me. Nick hates me. Um, I prefer. Uh, definitely, definitely prefer the cinematic game. Uh, mm-hmm. it's actually one of the few things I look for in a game. Um, yeah. 
that's part of the reason I don't like Mario that much. Huh. Um, Kyle doesn't actually like playing games. I I enjoy watching games, and then... No, yeah. that's that's completely understandable. And, and certain games I'll play. Um, so, for example, like... Uh, Heavy Rain, um, and the one that came before it, Indigo Prophecy. Even though uh-huh. elements of the story were, were cheesy, I, I loved the shit out of them. I thought they were they were absolutely great. So what I really look for, as far as game story goes... Um, you know, is a cinematic presentation, um, but maybe even character-driven. I you know, really... Parasite... Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, Parasite Eve is actually a pretty well-written game. Oh, yeah, it has a has a really interesting premise. I'd say it's more plot-driven, though. That game sucks, are you kidding me? It has the I don't know, I, fucking I, I weirdest remember... story. It, it has the weirdest story, but it was, like, strangely... It's like the best of the Japanese game bunch of that of those years. Probably, it's definitely better than like Resident Evil. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. It like en- it was it was like trying to be science fiction horror. It yeah. engaged me to some degree, definitely. Yeah, like, I it's... mean, it was like the, it was definitely character driven. Like Aya is not a bad character. She was actually a pretty interesting character. She's a babe, is what she is. Um, <laughs> but I mean, getting on with it, I'd say probably. Uh, my favorite game story would have to be Silent Hill 2. Um, the reason being, and I know that it's really popular among you know a certain group of gamers, um, I love the feeling that I know all the characters really well. There's so much development throughout the game uh, that I feel like I can identify them. So rather than be a character, I want to know a character and go through these experiences with them rather than as them. That's, that's cool. That's really what I look for in a, a good game story. Cool. Josh? I think he's gone. Yeah, I was hoping he'd be back. Um, I'm just going to answer for Josh. What Josh likes in a video game story is just a real... It's boobies. A real good nuclear uh, metaphor. Just for the nuclear bomb, yeah. You know. He just—he likes to see a nuke being dropped into a giant t- uh, t- pair of tits. A pair of tits, yeah. <laughs> just a big, a big old pair. That's really deep. And that, and that, the nuclear uh, fallout will create women to grow to fifty feet tall, and then just big, ginormous tits. Yeah, and you can <laughs> stare up, uh, right up their boob. pants. You get a sweet yeah. underboob shot. Okay. Josh, do you have a preference about what you like in your game stories? I mean, I'm just going to sort of echo what Alex and you were saying earlier. I, I, I feel like I've already made my point about just having, like, continuity, that sort of investment that's rewarded. Um, I, 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 I'm going to – I don't know why I didn't think about this example earlier, but – and this might be a bad example. I mean, I don't know up to you guys, but uh, a game that I always went back and played and played through the series of games was a game uh, was Hitman, um, because I felt like in many ways, maybe similar to Mass Effect, um, it was it was cinematic, but also the choices you made in in the actual gameplay sort of affected how certain characters interacted with you and sort of like how your reputation was known and it actually affected the outcomes of 
um, missions later on in the game where, like, you know, if you kept going in guns blazing, then you were probably going to be noticed more by your targets, like, a lot easier. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And and so, in that way, I, I felt... But you also felt, like, connected to 47, uh, and at least I did at the time. So, yeah. I think there's another thing that I look for in a game story is con- not continuity between games or anything. Continuity with how the character acts. <clears throat> like throughout the game. Right. Uh like I'm thinking specifically of two games here. Grand Theft Auto Four. There's not that yeah. game is about Nico not wanting to kill people anymore. And then you fucking <laughs> massacre everyone. It, you could do whatever you want. I guess you could not kill people, but where's the fun in that? You just walk around killing people constantly. And the other one is L.A. Noir, which I think is a, a really good story in parts of it. But then you fucking... You get into these gun battles where you're just gunning down 20 people and, like, the end of the game is a big action set piece that you're just like, okay, this guy's a detective, not an action star. Like, that, it feels mm-hmm. like a completely different game and completely takes you out of the story. You don't feel like it's the same character anymore. Thanks, Rockstar. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you had to do that just to keep it interesting. You don't, sometimes though. You don't at all. You, you can make it interesting. I mean, I'm not going to give them a specific way because I'm not a, the game developer on L.A. Noire, but there's really got to be a way other than do something that the character wouldn't do. Let's turn it into a shoot 'em up Right. You don't yeah. have to do that. Like, <laughs> when you're playing a... Yeah, it's just, <laughs> when in it's doubt, throw in thing. a lot of bad guys and guns. Right, and that that's what it seems like L.A. Noir totally was like that. It's just like, okay, how are we going to sell games? We have like this cool detective uh, adventure story, but he doesn't shoot enough people, so every third mission he's just got to gun down 80 guys. Which is horrible because it, I mean, it's completely antithetical to the, like, the noir genre. It's every... Yeah. It it's completely <laughs> breaks the atmosphere. It breaks the any relationship he had with the character. You don't feel you feel like you're playing a gun now. You don't feel like you're playing Cole <laughs> Phelps. You could be anyone. Cole Phelps, like when you think of that character, you don't think of it'd be like in Mad Men if Don Draper just started shooting guys because they're like, oh, there's not enough action in this show, and then you're like, oh wow, I didn't realize Don Draper just killed 500 people in New York City, just <laughs> mowed them all down. He just like fucking walked to the office with a shot up shotgun, <laughs> right. pumping rounds in the uh, into office, and there's just explosions like, going off. Yeah, and, that, and advertising advertisements just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shooting cigarette packages and people like in busting their heads open. That would be a cool dream sequence for Mad Men season five. <laughs> just saying. So, so going back a bit, um, we actually talked about this. Uh, well, Alex and Angel talked about this a lot after last week's podcast. And Angel, you told us a pretty interesting story about like you basically changing the way you thought about religion. Did you want to talk about that at all? Uh, well, yeah. Well, one of my favorite game stories comes from Grandia 2. And um, basically, throughout the game, you uh, you fight off... Uh, basically, you're trying to seal away pe- uh, piece of the, uh, pieces of the evil... Like, I guess, like, the, their game world's version of Satan. And uh, you find out later, uh, midway through the game, that... Uh, that in this giant battle between good and evil, in the, that like they, they they basically like allude to in the beginning, um, good actually dies, like the the god actually their god actually dies, and evil does remain. And it's like, uh, but but evil makes it seem it establishes a church, 
and it makes it seem as if the good side actually won. Hmm. And uh, and I was like, it's an interesting take. Like, what if, what? Because religion is created by man. What if that's actually influenced by? If there is such a thing as Satan or whatever, what if that's influenced by him? Right, as and, a means to pacify and control. Yeah, and then, and then, just so I started going to college, and I realized that you know, religion is bullshit. <laughs> but okay. but it actually it, it actually had me start. That's what started me to doubt certain things. It's like because you said you were like very very religious. Yeah, I was, I was, I was huge. Uh, I really was going. I was really good religious boy. That's weird. I can't I don't, imagine that yeah. one. Yeah, I'm not gonna make fun of you. Uh, although I want to, but um, no, but that's just <laughs> I mean, that's I, cool I was the that same a vi- way, Angel. a video game would make you change your mind like that. That's interesting. Well, it was just it. Not that it changed my mind. It started, but that it would it, like it brought out questions. It got you thinking. It, it brought out questions, and I actually asked my priest. Because like, um, my uh, the priest that because uh, my my I lived, lived like a block away from the church I used to go to. Uh huh. So I I became good friends with the priest, and he was a he he helped me out through some tough times I had. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> uh, and I was actually having a conversation with him. I was asking him, hey, look, I just played this video game. I was like 14 at the time. And this is, you know, this is what happens basically that the good side basically lost yeah. the grand battle. It's like, he's like, well, that didn't happen. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know that supposedly, but you know, <laughs> what if it did? Like, what, defi- what, what if it did happen? What defines as good? When you say good, is it actually good? Right. I mean, and it, like, like Angel, I'll, I'll share this with you, Angel. Uh huh. Science fiction cemented in my mind, no god. Science fiction, Isaac Asimov specifically. So there, there it is. My um, is that my friend, that science fiction is what, it, what it's what killed me. God. Science fiction. Yeah. Oh, got it. My friend had said, um, you know, he constantly recommends me to play Bioshock, and I haven't really gotten into it still. Yeah, I still need to. And what play he, that. his, his, um, you know, we talk a lot about books and comics and such, and the thing he mentions about Bioshock in particular is he read Atlas Shrugged, and he hates mm-hmm. um, Ayn Rand. Like it makes no really? sense. It makes absolute but no then, sense. But then he likes Bioshock. But then Bioshock has actually made him think about objectivism like it's actually made him consider consider and think about that philosophy like the <laughs> game it, the game has done a better job and this is this guy's an English major he just graduated with an English degree he's a very smart guy it, it's like he said you know Ayn Rand didn't do a good job but this game has actually made me think about this philosophy and really <laughs> like the, the, you know the open he doesn't believe in it he doesn't subscribe to it but it's like it it's made him consider, like, oh, this is why certain people believe in it, right? So, has he told you, like, what about the game? I haven't pl- made no, him feel that way. No, he hasn't told me because he's told me to play the game. Okay. So, wait, you I mean, don't. I, you're not an objectivist, are you? No. Okay. It's a fucking bullshit. Okay, thank God. Philosophy. I was gonna say, <laughs> if this is Alex's way of telling us all that he's a big Ayn Rand follower, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill myself. Like, I mean, but I mean, for a game to have that, for any sort of medium to have that kind of power right. on somebody, to have them actually consider a philosophy, 
I mean, we're starting to see stuff like this in games. Mm-hmm. Um, That's pretty incredible. So, just some short ending questions. Do you guys prefer, like, an interactive story or a non-interactive story? When it comes to video uh, what games, do you mean? obviously. Well, like... Like Half-Life 2 versus Uncharted? Yeah, well, yeah. So, like, something that you... Like, the decisions you make affect the story versus something that you're basically just running through and the start and end are going to be the same for uh, everybody. Ideally, I prefer... I mean... I mean, I, I think it's kind of obvious that we would all want interactive, yeah, but, right but now, like, which do you I'd enjoy more? Probably non-interactive. Non-interactive is what you enjoy probably. more? Probably. I probably enjoyed more non-interactive okay. games than I have interactive games. And I also think a lot of interactive okay. features are usually bullshit. Like Fable. Mm. Like what about uh, it? Your right and wrong choices have no influence on anything you ever accomplish in that game. Gotcha. It's all superficial. Gotcha. I mean, I don't... Uh, I, I don't know if... I have... I, I don't think I have a preference. Whatever works. Hmm. So whichever, like, is a better story or whichever is more fun... For a game, it's usually whatever is most fun, but, you, you know, the two can be interspersed depending on which aspects of it. I mean, a game could be fun because the story. Mm-hmm. Usually, Yeah, like, I, see, or one thing can, like, outweigh more than the yeah. other. Usually, yeah. you know, unless the game isn't, like, if the gameplay is broken, then it be- then becomes noticeable. Mm-hmm. But, but if the stories go down, I guess you'll, you'll put up with it just to... I mean, I'll try, story. I'll probably look, I'll go through it. But usually a gameplay is not so, like, th- there's games that have really, really incredible gameplay, and that's what the focus is on. And there's mm-hmm. games where the gameplay doesn't really matter so much, right? And you're just following the narrative. Like, um, Limbo is a great example of that. Okay, there's six, there's like five buttons for that game. Up, mm-hmm. down, left, right, and then an action button. Um, it, and it has tight enough gameplay. That's not... That's not the biggest draw of it, though. The draw of it is it's it's the adventure you go through, um, and that's what makes that game really entertaining. Um, okay. So it depends on the scenario. Uh, okay, Angel, do you have a preference? Uh, uh, I don't really. I I like seeing it, things like, like you know. I like seeing all the cutscenes and all that uh-huh. cinematic features. So yeah, I like that. I mean, I do enjoy that it's it's nifty when the world is, you know, alive around you going, you know, basically you're walking through this story basically. Uh, it's nice, but I it doesn't really change anything to me. Okay. I, I prefer the other one. Kyle. Um <clears throat> Well, I don't know. Would it be considered interactive if most of the game was linear except for the ending, in which you could get no. the good or the bad ending? No. Uh, then I'm going to have to go with non-interactive. Okay. Uh, Josh? I mean, I don't... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm going to side with Alex on this one. Whatever fits the game best? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. You know. Cop out, cop out answer. I mean, you know, I mean, pick a side. Fucking Barack uh, walking down the middle. Fuck. 
<laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I think it just depends on the kind of game. I, I mean, I get invested in, in all games to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. I, I think the yeah. ones that are memorable uh, are, are, like I said, the ones that sort of... And, and like what, what Alex was talking about, that, you know, I become super invested in the characters. And, and they not only take me outside of myself, but get me to start thinking about, you know, like, like the experience that... Uh, Angel had, you know, start making me think about like my own existence, which seems so mm-hmm. like unnecessary, fl- unnecessarily philosophical, or maybe not about games, but I don't know. I think I don't. I'm not. I I wouldn't call it unnecessary. No, yeah, I mean, that's, I think well, that's, that's why I kind of like contra- yeah, stop myself I'm, because I think many people <laughs> sort of approach games as like I just want to do something and be absorbed for like. You know, seven to fourteen hours, and, and that's right. It. I just I just want to have exactly. fun. I don't want to you know learn about anything. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you want to turn you know my brain it, off and do something. Right. The the most effective mediums are the ones that could be both fun and you learn a lot from. You know, like, co- sure. like comic book. Okay. I I always refer to comic books all the time, and, and that's that's an example of a medium that it, it definitely does both in some cases. Right. And it does both very well. And it's getting to the point where it's been appreciated as an edu- as both um, a form of entertainment, but as well as an educational tool. And when you, you can go back and say, Dick, you know, a, a novel written by Dickens was the same way. You know, people sat around and read read these novels. Right. They, right. they didn't think of it as a learning tool. They they saw it as um, they, they saw it as entertainment. But now it's also an art. It, you know, it makes you wonder. It makes you. Uh, perceive more than your just your own life, like Koontz. like Dean Koontz. <laughs> like what I uh, what I want to mention is that, um, like uh, back to the the time thing, or when you go to, when you go to play games like that that are like maybe not that long, or like you know, like a Sonic the Hedgehog or something like that, like where you know you're just playing just for the sake of having fun, as opposed to playing an RPG where you, you're you know you're going into this you're going to have to deal with a story so you have to think automatically <laughs> so like when you open yourself up to that that's when those ideas or whatever's going through the game you know you, you, you since you're thinking about them anyway you have to you're trying to figure out cuz like you know when you're playing RPG you're trying to figure out what's going on in the story right so you you're thinking critically already and that's you know it might spur something else just from i i i think RPGs are the most it's dangerous for me to play an RPG in some ways, because if I can't get into the story or if I f- I smell bullshit, you know, <laughs> you like so I mentioned about what do you fi- mean smell bullshit? Like what do you like Final Fantasy VIII? There was no way I was gonna. Well, thank God my brother was the one who bought that and played it because biggest I played pile five- of shit. I played about an hour. <laughs> like you can you can generally tell a game by an hour, right? If you're gonna keep on with it, you play an hour of it. And that uh-huh. game was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And watching my brother play it, pretty much the only reason I followed it, and I didn't even follow it very well, was because just to see how much more shitty it can get. Like, everybody has amnesia, but they have alternate personalities. Like, I don't even really uh. know who the bad guy is, because that lady turns into a good guy at the end, right? Because she was brainwashed yeah. by something. Yeah. Don't ask I don't questions. Even know what she was There's bringing. no answers for that shit. Look, she was possessed by the real bad guy. Who's and the, then, and who's then when, the real bad guy? And like when they went, when they went back in time, and then they showed you like the other ca- set of characters. God, I, like, I fucking I hate no that sense. game so much. 
<laughs> like, it's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you don't know what's going on in the, anyway, <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like, hey, let's throw you a new set of characters that you have no clue who the yeah, fuck are. You know, how I, you know how he said, like, games that don't make sense? Like, that's a game that doesn't make sense. Like, that's something I can't... And I think there are people that will look at it and say, wow, that's so deep. It's such a great love story. Laura. Oh. Hey, don't it's, don't diss Squall and Renoa. Well, I, I even look at... And I, you, you know I love to bash Ocarina of Time. My friend made... An, another friend of mine, um, when he was first describing the game to me before I ever played it, he was saying, you know... It has so it has such heavy emotional value, like when you leave and Sari is just looking at you, that that's like that really gets with her dead really sixty four eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so so I got to that. So I'm like playing the game and I get to that point. I'm like, you're a fucking moron. This is this was like the eternal love story that you really. Oh yeah, because you didn't play it for when you a first long time. played that. When was that? Right, but the thing about the thing about that but though like you can, is that you, you can, can just walk back and see her again. <laughs> you don't actually. Yeah, leave. that was the thing. It wasn't like. But yeah, and then you have a song that talks her. <laughs> yeah. all about. I don't know. What, I don't know what like, he's talking it, about. It, about, it like, wasn't like, and and this is where this is where like, this is like calling bullshit. This this is the kind of thing I would call bullshit on. <clears throat> it's it's not like there was any real interaction between the two. You didn't really see the interaction between the two. There was no love. Your friend just fucked that up entirely. You're you're sort of you're, you're just friendly with this girl. Yeah, that's what leave. I thought. It was just friends, and she was just sad to see her friend go. No, yeah, every what you learn is that every girl in that game is completely in love with Link. Right. Yeah, everyone, everyone was. Is. Yeah, Link. Ocarina of Time. Link is the biggest pimp. B- bitches be jocking him. Yeah. His dick is wetter than the Zora's domain. But it's not, though. It's not, because he doesn't get any of it, because they all become sages. And that's why you cry at the end, because he didn't get any. It's mad wet. Yeah, yeah you, didn't, you didn't say for after the credits when he's just fucking one character after another. Oh, I see. It's just... I cried at the end of Final Fantasy X, for real. It's yeah. funny, because that game is almost as shitty as Final Fantasy VIII, yeah. in terms of story. Wasn't he a no dream? Sense. That's what I hear. That was my epic love story at 11 years old. <laughs> no, I cried in Grandia too. That's understandable. Titus was disappearing right before my and Yuna's Your eyes. Your teary eyes, yeah. And I didn't want you. So were you right yeah. next? to Did you play X two and then start singing this song too? Yeah, oh I actually God. downloaded this song. I used to listen to it often. Uh, to the Anarchend is the name of the. I thought. Oh no, that no, that that is good. The yeah, only yeah, reason why twelve-year-old boys played Final Fantasy X two was to jerk off to it. Well, yeah, you could see her crease on the cover. Whoa! <laughs> this is this is, uh, this is Final Fantasy X one. Uh, Wait, which one? Which one was more? Which one was your sexy baby? Was it Yuna? Yeah, <laughs> okay. who was in both? Right. Um, well, and so was Riku. Yeah, Riku. Yeah. But um, you know, I wish Ten Two never existed. I wish Ten Two was horrible in terms of story, and the end is like, oh, Titus came back from. Nowhere somehow. It doesn't but make any fuck. None um, of it makes did sense. Did he really? Yes, yes. Titus yeah, comes yeah, back you, at like... the end of ten two, and Yuna and him hold each other close. Um, <laughs> but it makes no sense considering. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, then Link walks in and fucks yeah. them both. It completely ruined the dramatic effect for me. Um, I don't. Ten two is terrible. I don't know if this is like. I think this is sort of the. 
like Japanese RPGs between like 1995. Uh, I guess when did when did Final Fantasy VII come out? 97. Mm, that sounds uh, about right. Yeah. Good. I, I get it the did. impression that, that guy. That guy in the PAX video said 1997. Okay, it's 97. Yeah. So <laughs> games that came like RPGs that came out between 1997 to like now, they don't. The, I don't know what it is. They just make these like overarching, like these huge ass stories that they don't know what to do with. Well, it's like Evangelion and Final Fantasy VII had the biggest impact on Japanese storytelling in anime and in video games, and then so no- nothing makes sense anymore. So we did. <laughs> we don't get well, to ever have a story that like, makes sense. You know, and we were talking. You guys were talking about loving character-driven stories. Evangelion has a great character-driven story. It's just that the rest of it makes so little sense right? that you ignore the character-driven parts. Well, like, you these do. Kids... Most people yeah. don't. Most people love that fucking thing. Well, like, it's those kids Those kids go insane. Mm-hmm. You're, like, you're not supposed to even like those characters, you, but maybe you feel like you would it's be... Not, it's not really scenario. even... It's not a character-driven story. It's just a story about the characters. And then you're right, everything else doesn't really make much Wait, sense. Wait, there are characters? I only watched it for the big robots. Ah. You didn't well. watch it for, like, the 13-year-old girls with big boobs? Like everyone well. else does? That's what? what Angel watches everything for. He's just like, come on, 13-year-olds with double Ds. Controlling big robots. Oh, that's, that's, why, that's why I get my status on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> where, where are the young Tickle Biddies? Yeah. <laughs> um... So, like, I guess as a follow-up question, like... Hurry up! Is the army almost done? Fucking A, man. Yeah, Seriously. Last, last question. Man, chill out. Last question, okay. Um, Wait, the like, last question? You... Like the Isaac Asimov story? Fucking... What? And then the universe... Uh, never mind. Sorry. Okay. Never mind. Um, so, would you guys rather see the industry go towards more interactive stories or more cutscene-driven linear stories the, it's gonna go towards more interactive stories once, whatever works once technology is good enough to do procedurally generated stuff and and actually like if spore actually had like store randomly generated stories that made sense or stuff like that but hmm. not it's gonna eventually happen i mean there'll always be a market for cinematically told games right but I'm not. I think once video games become their own thing, just like how you know a, a lot of early movies were 18 hours long and were just like books, um, right? And then I mean, you, you hear that kind of thing. You hear that all the time too. Is that you know everybody says video games are in their infancy, which you know they are. Yeah. But I, I think that we definitely need more of that whether that's going to be better than what we have now or whether that's going to be like all that we have in the future i don't know but we should at least try to get there you know try some new stuff out and see what works well i think yes. that's and, and going back to like indie games indie right. games are really yeah, i have a feeling yeah. they're going to be really the drivers of this exactly because i think where where it was originally going was having these huge ass stories People want graphics. sixty hour sixty hour games that have all this interaction. Well no, what it's gonna go towards is a game like fucking Minecraft or World of Warcraft where you are this character and you do whatever you want, but they actually have stories that react to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but I, I look at a game like 
like, I, I look at a game like Limbo, and I, you could see definitely the experimentation people are going to do, and they're the right. indie game developers are really going to be able to experiment with how the story is told. And it's good that you know that they are indie games, and then they're not like sixty dollars, seventy dollars games because you know who would who would buy that and who would you know finance it's, that. It's it's amazing that I think a game like those games really are are going to be ones. I I do think they're going to be the ones that are really driving these new ideas for telling the narrative. Right. And it's interesting because. The original idea for DLC was, well, I'll finally get to play a game like Contra again. Like <laughs> that was what I was so excited about when um, you don't mean you DLC, know, like you just Crashers mean came out. Uh, like you mean download, uh, downloadable, downloadable games, games. Yeah. just uh, downloadable, yeah, downloadable games. That Sorry. makes more sense. Okay, <laughs> but like the original excitement for it was, you can finally play retro games, and now it's turning. It's 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 this ability. Original developers games. to make it for original original games, yeah. original games that experiment, and I think you know Alex pretty much hit on that. Yeah, it's it's the equivalent of Sundance, and you know Napoleon Dynamite came out of Sundance, and a lot of indie movies came out of Sundance that that really took off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but then you got a lot of movies that are trying to be indie, but they're really not. Like Indiana Dude. Jones, the most indie <laughs> movie around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean you have you have games that are trying different, you know. Not everything will succeed. A lot of stuff will fail. But but the point is that it's good to try and that indie games can afford to do that. Yeah, indie games can afford to do that. These big HD games can. Right. So, I guess that's all we have to say about that, unless somebody else has something. Well, listeners, why don't you email us? What, what do you like about video game stories? What's your favorite yeah, video definitely. game story? Actually, what I want all the readers to email us listeners. with is... Uh, readers is to email me birthday wishes happy wishing me when's happy your birthday, birthday. Saturday. saturday nice oh, cool. fuck you are you gonna get star fox for your birthday no oh. um, are you gonna star fox i'm gonna get i'm gonna get star another thing up. <laughs> yeah. i gotta say uh vanilla cosplayer if you're into final fantasy 8 final fantasy 10 i'll play through those games with you Oh, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll play with you while you play those and, games. And if you've listened to tonight's conversation, you'll know that that means a lot. Oh, it means a lot. I'll hate him, but Wait, I'll does, love she listen, does she actually listen to our podcast? I don't, it sounds it like, I don't, like she found it. Don't think so, but on the off chance she does, I think that will really impress her enough to <laughs> contact me, and then we can start a relationship. And you know, this was a really mature conversation we had. I think it was a very so, good conversation. I think, yeah, I think you know, you know this, should have, this should appeal to, like, smart people, right? She seems smart. All right, emails. <laughs> emails. Emails. Uh, so let's see. Jean-Pierre sent us one. Hey, uh, hey Adam, have you ever thought of uploading an unedited podcast? Uh, just to let you know, that's basically what these are. There yeah. really isn't that much editing. Um, he goes on to say, and including pre- and post-podcast discussions, I think it would be funny and cool to hear a spontaneous discussion between everyone. That's what the podcasts uh, are. That's what the yeah, podcasts are. Really so, like, are. There you go. Really, that's, that's the podcast. Really, the only editing I do is if like somebody fucks up in between, you know, I obviously take that out. And then like everything we say before I actually say, oh, welcome to all the Working Title Podcast. Everything we say before then, I put at the end. And if you don't already know, because we've been doing this for 70 episodes now, I almost always put stuff at the end. So, yeah. go ahead and listen after. If the, you haven't uh, heard it, it's just it's, you get like 80 new episodes right now. Pretty much. Basically. Uh, 
and a little self-promotion for myself, I suppose. Last episode, episode 69, I spent way too much time on the ending. So go ahead and listen to that. Let me know. I spent so much that. time 69ing at the end of it. Exactly. Oh. That's exactly what I did. Uh, yeah, also, with our dicks. <laughs> giggity, giggity. Also, I'm taking a manufacturing course in school, which allows me to use a metal mill to manufacture anything out of aluminum or any other solid. I'm thinking of using the engraving feature of the mill to engrave the podcast album art on a plaque of aluminum and sending it to you as a token of appreciation for 70-plus years what? of hours of entertainment and intriguing information slash discussions. No. So that's kind of awesome. Yeah, but you should send uh, it to me. Yeah. Well, no, you send it to Gaylord because he does that for a living or whatever. <laughs> I think you should, if you can, make, like, a Master Sword or a shield. No. No, fuck no? that. What? Just make, it, aluminum's relatively cheap. Tell them to make a bunch of them. Send it to all of us. Yeah. All right, do that. Do whatever you want, Giampiero. Oh, there's let us 80 see. more let emails us... from Giampiero. Yeah, let us see what you do. <laughs> uh, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Giampiero, response. That, period, was, period, amazing, lots of exclamation marks. Guys, that was an awesome episode. Sorry about the length of my email. I'll be sure to send you an eight-page essay on why you have the best Zelda podcast. Hey, Noah, I checked out the Z Talk, and yeah, it's not a bad podcast. Don't get me wrong or anything, but I found it to be slow. I'm lacking words here because I haven't listened to all 12 episodes, and I don't really know them as podcasters. Wow. I like to treat my podcasts like all-you-can-eat buffets. I like to eat a little bit of everything, then a lot of a little. So basically, I like to hear a lot of little discussions or subjects, not solely Zelda, because I can get a little repetitive. Because it can get a little repetitive. Just my opinion and two cents. Angel, where's Angel's bro corner? Is it coming <laughs> back for episode seventy-one? Oh yes, it is. Actually, I, I do have a lot of news for Modern Warfare Three. So nice. my bad. Next episode. Look what, what to is? It. Uh, may I ask what is Angel's bro corner? Exactly what it Just, sounds like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all all you could want about Call of Duty. Oh yeah. And other such games. Okay. And uh, and broish games. And bro-ish yeah. games. Anything that frap boy. That's funny because I, I had the idea of doing a segment called uh, things that you could be doing instead of playing video games, since I don't play that many. What could you, you can be do doing? That too. That's fine. You could be masturbating. One of them. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's doing probably that's right really now. the only one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, hey guys, I could be your senior onset journalist correspondent for opinions. J.K. I don't think I can provide such great work each week like you guys. Hey, guess what? My offer, to, my offer to Noah stands for you too. So go ahead. Hook oh, him up with okay. the nail. Make my day. Yeah. About that three sixty bundle. About that 360 bundle. I was really considering buying it, but I am paying for my Italy trip, and $300 is quite a large chunk of portion I must pay. Not to mention the 13% sales tax we must pay on everything. Whoa. That sucks so much. I'm sorry that you live in a place that does that to you. Well, that's what, that's what you get for having free health care. Right, probably. Bam! <laughs> and in Germany, it's a custom to mix jam and wine together. So that's a shout-out to Nick, who's not here yeah. today. Alex, this oh, is for Nick. you. In Germany, I tasted egg liquor. Try it. If you like fried eggs doused in vodka. Nobody likes that. Yeah, he does. He's, he's, he's Asian. He loves fried eggs. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. A new drink for you. All right, Gian Piero sends us another one. No, Pokemon that's Online. Pro- that's just his username. We don't need to read ah, that. Ah, okay. So I guess, Gian Piero, if you want us to share that, send us an Send email. us another email telling us to <laughs> read the other email that you sent us before. Chisuizenga. Uh, just a question. Hello, guys. I'm just letting you know that I will try to keep it to one email a week. 
For you, Adam, I will try to make my hardest to keep my spelling slash grammar good enough for you. So feel free to look over this email 100 times and let me know if I did anything wrong. XD. Because Adam do. doesn't have a fucking job or anything. Someone's brown nosing. Right, I can spend 100 hours to look over yeah. these four sentences. Um, anyway, to the question, do you guys think that they will port A Link to the Past to the 3DS in the way that they did A Link's Awakening? Probably. Let me know what you guys think about the question. Yes. Yeah. I would question. say yes. Well, I mean, they're porting, they're porting Four Swords, and I, I'm pretty sure it's the Four Swords that was on A Link to the Past for the Game Boy, right? Correct. For the Game Boy Advance? Yeah. So, probably. Uh, Ethan. No subject. 70! Yay. NES or SNES? Game uh, Gear. Game Gear. I think I would say SNES. Sega Nomad. Xbox. Modern Warfare. No. Game Boy. Good okay. night. So there you go, Ethan. Those are all our emails for this week. Let's see if there's anything on Facebook. Oh, <clears throat> this is something interesting that we found out after last week. Um, the symbols on the Skyward Sword box art are symbols that we've seen before in previous Zeldas. They are the symbols for the three goddesses, the power, uh, courage, and wisdom. Um, we've only seen them in a few games, I think. Uh, Oracle of Ages, uh, Wind Waker, and Phantom Hourglass. Mm -hmm. So... You know, for a game that's supposedly happening before Ocarina of Time, it's kind of interesting that they would put in these symbols that appear in games after Ocarina of Time. Only in those games. So, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. What else? PAX videos. That's it. Just give our contact information. Yep, that was it. All right. <clears throat> so, guys, you can go to our board at tinyroll.com slash working title or ZTP socialboard.proboards.com. It takes you to the same place. Our email is Zelda, or I'm sorry, our email is wtpodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is Zelda WT Podcast. Facebook is Zelda Working Title Podcast. No, it's facebook.com slash WT Podcast. That'll work too. Um, 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 um. Our Google Plus is Zelda Working Title Podcast, and our YouTube page is youtube.com slash user slash Zelda WT Podcast. And of course, as always, rate us on iTunes, give them a million stars. And that's it for today. So Good night. thank you, everyone. Thank you, Matt, Alex, Angel, Josh, Kyle. Good night. Bye, guys. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Zero. Hello, hello, hello. Did you guys hello, watch? Hello. Oh. Hola, hola, whores, whores. Well, you know, Slots, so you know black is the new hero. Wait, no way. I uh. screwed that up. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Black has always been a new heroine. Uh, guys, did you watch my videos my for the PAX? Yes, yeah. did you listen did I watch to the, the podcast? Yeah, I watched it was three, awesome? yeah. Wait, what?
Listen to the last like five minutes I of the podcast. I can't open browsers while Audacity's running though. Ah! I'll do it later. God. No, it. I I like uh. What the fuck did you say that was really good? Everything. I think I put it. Everything on the, I said on was really good. No, there was one line that was better than the rest. <laughs> I don't remember. I think I put it on the YouTube account. I forgot. You put it on the ah, YouTube's. Cool. Let me see. Let me see. You said, uh, no. You said I would have banged that vanille, and uh, then that vanille commented right after you. Oh, oh, did she? Yeah. Nice. Awesome. And then I looked at a bunch of pictures of her. <laughs> Wait, wait, hold on. I found her Facebook uh, page. And her DeviantArt page. Oh, no. What are you looking at? Wait, who are you looking at? Nothing. I found... Cos cosplayer. Uh, that girl who was cosplaying as Vanille at, at PAX, I found her uh, her websites, all of them. Links! I'll, <laughs> I'll give them to you after, when I can open Picks. a web browser. Was that day one, right? That was, that was day, day one. two. How was PAX? It was great. It was really yeah. good. Yeah, but there. Uh, the best part. Did you guys, did you guys sell some demos? No demos of what? There we go. Of your album. No, we don't have any. <laughs> I'm too poor to make them. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Damn. Now I wish I definitely went. I would have so banged that vanille for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately after. Yay! I found your podcast. Looks like you guys had a lot of fun. Aww. Signed, Vanille. Vanille. Nice. <laughs> Is that supposed to be so? Like, I know that that's her. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's so I know it's her. I think she's oh, saying right. that she wants. You know, she wants a little piece of she, this I action. Think, I think she. Yeah, I think that's code for I want your bod. It's I'm prob sure. Probably. I mean, probably. you can tell in the video. You know, she's staring she's at my. She's all DTF. She's, Dude, all she's, up on she's star staring she's at my dick the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, I know. How how do you conduct that interview? That had to be really uncomfortable. Just with, well, but you're trying to make eye contact, and she's just staring. Yeah, at well, your I, to be fair, I did have a very <laughs> visible erection during all of during the <laughs> to whole her defense. Facts. To her defense, it's just like, hey, toots, eyes up here. <laughs> yeah, come, come on, come on, come on. It was, uh, it's like, I, hey, I know, I know, down here's a campground because I'm fucking pitching a tent, but you guys stare at that <laughs> shit all day. You know, take a quick glance and move on. Now's not the time. But no, uh, the best part of PAX is when I was banging Felicia Day. Which wasn't in the podcast, but that did happen. Ah, Immediately oh, right, after. Right. Well, that's good. At least you got to meet her. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't really talk things. to her. But, uh, she seems lovely. Especially her butthole. <laughs> I'm sure she is. She seems like a nice gal. Oh wait, uh, is that uh, you guys post a link to that in the uh, Skypes? We post a link to what? To that girl that you guys are talking about. Uh, yeah, I did. Not Vanille. No, not Vanille. The Japanese oh. girl. Oh, Jap. Now yeah, Nagasawa. Ah. Yeah. Wait, do you know who she? Did you know who she was before? Yeah, she's my cousin. I told you. It's not your Okay, if so, all of your your cousins get progressively hotter. No, Holy shit! No offense to your last two cousins, but she's the hottest one. I know. Ah! <laughs> this is ridiculous. Is Adam back yet? No. Okay. You Girl. must be wondering how I could be so ugly. 
No, that's what I'm, I've been meaning to say, Alex. You're, ba- you got a bang. Oh my bond. god, girls, that's attractive. That picture of her in the, in the fucking purple bathing suit is amazing. All yeah, of them are. Are you guys still talking about that one chick? Yes. Yes, we are. Oh my god, why are tits so big? She's quite a sight to behold. She's Asian. Why is her tits so big? Is that she's holding a dildo? Oh no, it's a scroll. Never mind. I take it back. <laughs> she's classy, okay? Yeah, she wouldn't. She's never held a dildo in her life. She's she Asian. She's she held a dildo. She wouldn't do that. Was she a Power Ranger? Yeah, I, I fucking think so. hope so. No, no, she actually that that one actually died. The yellow. No, no, no. Oh. No, Trini. Yeah, I know that. No, I think she was like an actual she died Japanese. In a car this feels like twenty-five. There's no way she was an original Power Ranger. No, not the original one. I I'm know. Not... I'm talking to Alex. <laughs> Alex is the one I'm calling stupid. Okay. Oh, okay. I was like, I know. Why does everyone think I'm saying the original one? I know all Asians look the same, but I'm not that racist. No, this one doesn't look the same. Yeah, Kyle no. usually hates people that aren't white. That's not true. You could tell. In his oh voice my god! I want, I want to stick my penis in her mouth. Whoa! But you can have her. Whoa! Mouth. No. Yeah, you stay away. Angel, please. Wait, to be fair, show some decency. If anything, show some decency. I found her first. Listeners. Out of everyone in the world, no, I found her first. No, you were fast forwarding, and I said, "Wait, that's not What's true." What's that, babe? No. no <laughs> well, for one thing, I no. Picked, he was fast forwarding on purpose, so I you wouldn't see. Picked out the movie. What movie are you guys watching anyway? Shell an and show. Granny. Okay. Shell and granny. <laughs> that, Kyle, you should pa- that pass good? that game show. You should say it should be a game show called "Wait, Who's That Babe." <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it's, it's a game show baby. that involves people watching movies through like fast forwarded trying to pick. Wait, up there was a Japanese. Things. I'm sorry. Continue. I think that was there was a Japanese. Ah. Go. There's a Japanese game show that requires a boyfriend to find out his girlfriend who his girlfriend is by feeling up on tits. It went, is there? You know the only way that up, would be better. They line up. They only line up like six other girls, and he has to find out which one is his girlfriend. By filling all their tits. The only way that would be better is if he just full on penet- had to penetrate them. And then he had to finger a couple of them. Right. He just had to perform as many sex acts as possible until he figured out what I'm not sure girlfriend. if it was a game show or maybe a a, a porn. Maybe a, really a dream that you had. <laughs> no, I, I, I can I find you the link. I can find you the link of this. I, I, I don't need to see it. I believe I you. come from the greatest country in the world. I know, this is amazing. I... I, I want a game show like that, except that it would just have to be that guy's girlfriend, I guess. <laughs> and hopefully it would be. <laughs> be oh, man. I would love to have sex with her because <clears throat> she would be screaming things. I would not understand what she's saying. Oh, and she's Asian, so she will be screaming the entire time. If I yeah, hell yeah. Anything... Like before you can walk in the room. Ah! <laughs> 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 if I learned anything from Asian porn, god damn. Uh, they don't. You can't, and you you can't even put it on like mute. It still goes through. No, yeah, it's... you know, uh, it's it's like it's like watching a siren. You know, they're beautiful until you hear them. Right. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not that's not how they work. Yeah, sirens are all. beautiful, and they sing no, beautifully, but then they kill you. Angel, it's like Bush Campus. <laughs> what it's like. <laughs> oh my god, it's so true. I, I'm Bush a, Campus I don't is know. nothing but Asians. <laughs> and you know what's funny is that um, ninety percent of the ninety ninety percent of the Asian population in my high school went to went to Rutgers. Oh, I'm sure they did. Were they it Korean? Like, did they go to church? Yeah. Yeah, those fucking dicks. There's like 
30 Korean Presbyterian churches around here. <laughs> how how dare they? What is how Rutgers? There's all Viet- yeah, fucking Jesus Christ. There's just a bunch the, of Vietnamese people up here, so... They, I, I think they're, they're godless, even. What? <laughs> <laughs> Communism will do that to you. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, my mom is awesome. She's like, endless shrimp tomorrow. You want to come? I was like, yes. I just did. In your pants? Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell it to my mom. You can tell it to my mom. I'll give you her number. Okay. Ugh. I have to make, like, the cardboard cutout of Neo Nawasaga. Of Angel's mom? No. Angel, does your mom okay, look anything re- like that lady? <laughs> like that what? Like the Japanese lady. Does your mom look anything Japanese like baby. No, no. I'm sorry. Oh. Alright, you ready? Yeah, no. my mom's a Japanese lady. That's what happens. Are She's you ready? 25 I'm ready. Got my glasses on. I'm ready to go. Right, 25 ready to years podcast. old. Mother God, God rest her soul. I, I just want to fly. <laughs> Put your arms around me, baby. Put your Put arms your around me, baby. I just want to fly. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna fly, fly. fly. Yeah. <laughs>